Hello, and welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious psychic and my quantum entangled partner, Hunter Van Lerup. Quantum entangled partner makes it sound like we're married. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we are. It's fine. <laughs> we're podcast, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's official, guys. Yes. Uh, first of all, I want to start off by saying thank you for everyone that's up by the store this weekend for our uh, Small Business Saturday sale. So thank you for coming down. Um, if you did it, follow us on all our social media. And we post about the sales. And Hunter does all the ad stuff. It's really cool. Um, but thank you guys for stopping down. I hope you guys had a great and fun and awesome and filling uh, Thanksgiving. And we are jumping into our holiday run of stuff uh, by doing the Marvels this week. Um, so if you can't tell by the thumbnail, clearly. So watch the Marvels come back and then let's us talk about it after the news portion. Uh, and yeah, we were brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics Down Saving New York. So let's start the show off first with some news. James Gunn reaffirms Peacemaker Season 2 is in the new DCU. <clears throat> That's been kind of a rumor for a bit. Um, we kind of already knew that. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a loaded statement. Too. I mean, all right. So we knew that was going to be He wasn't thing. able to clarify enough, obviously. He, he was posting about this on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it now. X. He was talking about it. Um, he said it's the same thing. He's like, it's, he's like, it's honestly harder to write Season 2 because I have to tie it into what's going on. So it all makes sense with what we're doing. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm like, good luck. Well, I mean, it's fine. You know, we kind of knew that's what the, the plan was. Um, mm-hmm. We just... Oh, yeah, we all knew. But, like, especially calling it season two, it's just like, all right. Yeah, because... How, how do we get past this? How do we maneuver this? Because it's not season two, really. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, it's like, well, that's why I was thinking, like, in the back of my brain that they were going to change it from Peacemaker or Fuck It's Peacemaker or whatever their official title is over to, like, something other, like, oh damn, Peacemaker again or something. Like, just like, or Peacemaker, here we go again. Just so it's just not just season two. Yeah. You know? Because if it's season two, it indicates that, you know, you got to watch season one. But depending on how they retcon everything, it's just going to be, I, I trust the system, but it's going to be weird for sure. It, it, it definitely is gonna be weird, but I do again. Like you said, I trust the system. I think it's gonna be more of like, um, hey, it's everything you saw in season one happened, and you can do that because the way season one operates, it kind of seems in, in its so own Aquaman little, looks different. <laughs> yeah, but even then, like it looks like a small little bubble season mm-hmm. anyway in the confines of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Now going forward, I mean, I'm thinking about all this like Flashpoint, man. What do you mean? Like after the Flash movie afterwards except for maybe aquaman is is post flashpoint some things are the same some things are different oh yeah absolutely i'm I'm thinking about it like literally it's the new 52 of dc movies yeah that's kind of even that's even how like he's kind of selling it especially with the lineup it's a little bit like that too (laughs) oh yeah you got like swamp thing like you don't have a swamp thing in chapter one what are you doing but Taking what we know of the universe and altering it, he can, you know, it's the same thing as like with what Marvel and Star Wars does with certain things. Like some of it's canon, some of it's not. Shut up, you love it. Well, and that's stuff. what they do. I mean, and that's fine, especially when it comes to certain projects when they're like, all right, this is your canon, this is your universe going forward. Things that have happened before this that we're taking out of canon is going to be this. That's fine. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, just, and we'll talk, we were talking about this 
um, before, way off mic, about like what's cool about Marvel is that they have all their canon sitting on Disney Plus in order, kind of saying, hey, this is canon. But we still have all non-canon Marvel stuff that you still like and love. And you can still go back and watch it where it's like it's not a big deal that it's not canon, quote unquote. It's just that it's far, it's there for you to view and, and to enjoy. It just doesn't take effect to our universe right now. Until they can turn around and make some other things mm-hmm. canon. You know. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I didn't know if you were going to continue. I don't want to interrupt or anything. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> did he just not? <laughs> you seemed like, seemed like you were on a roll, and I didn't want to, like, step on you or anything. No, it's all good. But, no, that's really what it is. No, it, I agree. It, it's We're just going to get what they want us to get. <laughs> yeah. In a manner of speaking, like, like, let's say Ben Affleck for some reason changes his mind. Maybe he's in the running again. Like, you know, it, it's whatever we get is cool. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, if everybody's different, everybody's different. But if Jason Momoa is both Aquaman and Lobo, we live with it. Yeah. We just kind of have to, and that's exactly what it is. We have to kind of deal with it. And I think the we're hitting a weird, like, spot, whether it's Marvel or DC, is that, yes, superhero movies, there is a fatigue in superhero movies. But the problem is, like, we're not getting quality to replace that we're just getting like movies just for corporation purposes like push these movies out push this content out mm-hmm. just because and oh dude disney's doing that that new movie wish is getting lit up yeah it, it, you know it's pretty... they're like it just feels like a movie that was made yeah it's like okay even kids are like i don't get it yeah dude there is disney fans are just like it's okay it's like it feels like it's half half made yeah, it, it feels like they're just like, this is a concept, all right, let's roll with it. Yeah, and, like, that's the problem. Like, we shouldn't, and we shouldn't be getting that way with, like, comic book movies, but it feels that way. Like, these are just, they're just making movies for the sake of making movies, and that's really the corporate part of, of all this. It's, like, corporate movies, like, corporate, like, we've talked about corporate comics before, you know, corporate movies are the same way. Like, you're just making content for the sake of making content, and it drops in quality. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, you know, there's a difference, you know, between quality and quantity. You don't need 35 pieces of, of film or or media just to say you did it and your quality is awful. Mm-hmm. You know, but we'll see, you know, where we're, we're starting and, and fresh with James Gunn stuff and and him going, oh, well, Peacemaker season two is is part of it. Awesome. You know, and it makes sense as part of it. But we'll see when season two airs, like, if it really is affected by the the lack of season one, quote-unquote. But we won't know until we see it. Yeah, for me, it feels like the Suicide Squad stuff and Peacemaker are canon. You know, Aquaman looks different, shut up. And then everything else is different. Because it's basically just whatever Gunn made, plus whatever he took from the first Suicide Squad movie, which was casting, mostly. So it's just like, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like, you know, we got Amanda Amanda Waller's coming back, and it's going to be Viola Davis. Yes. For both the new show and Creature Commandos, which Creature Commandos is the start. You know, John Cena's coming back as Peacemaker. So... It's mostly just like Suicide Squad stuff is switching over. Which is fine. Everything else is totally different. But yeah, man. I mean, hey, it's it's not a bad basis to follow. You don't have to take the Harley Quinn movie. You just do Suicide Squad 1, Suicide Squad 2, 
Peacemaker, and then be like, everything else is nah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could work. They'll do what they got to do. Again, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll move on from there into uh, comic book news real quick. <clears throat> Mark Miller. So Big Game ended recently, which is the big crossover for all the Miller World uh, books. From there, there will be a bunch of new stuff coming forward. One of the books um, he announced, and that's been kind of floating in the ether, he announced this years ago, which was Sharky vs. Space Bandits. Um, that's coming out next mm-hmm. year in 2024. Um, they were supposed to do a crossover well before Big Game, um, but now... Yeah, but I think he wanted to do Big Game and then yeah. kind of spin out of the stuff. Because besides this one in 2024, he's launching... Uh, three or four other books in 2024. One or two of them are sequels. I guess this might be one of them. This one, and then so it's, he said two or he. I think he said two of them is new IP. Yeah, because one of them is going to be. Um, and I'm like, damn, dude. Well, two of them are going to be the two new ones, not new ones. The two sequels, not counting this, will be Ambassadors Two, and um, Jupiter's uh, Requiem Volume Two, and Nightclub Volume Two. Mm-hmm. And then okay, so those are the three returning. Then there's two new IP, and now Sharky. And then Nemesis for Nemesis, the final volume of Nemesis for 2025. Yeah, and so he's good for Mark Millar, man. Well, it's because his he's going hard in his own in-universe nonsense. I love it. Also, his his mm-hmm. his deal with Netflix is ending. Yeah, but they still they still have to produce a few of the shows. Well, whatever them the contract. The Sharky show or the Sharky movie, and then uh, there's one other film or animated show. He's got two more projects that still has to come out. Well, yeah, but it was because well, the chosen one just came out a few months ago. Yes, which is just American Jesus. Yeah, have you checked it out? Yet? Yeah, watched it the first day. Did you like it? Did it hold up? What would they change? What's the? Is it a good recommend for somebody who hasn't read the book? If you, list, if you but, haven't read the book, no. it's awesome. Okay. It's awesome because you're just getting a nice fresh tale. Yeah, um, because like when you read the book, they they keep the twist in the 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 show. How far do they get? Do they just do the one book, or do they do no? All only the first book. Oh wow! Okay, so they're leaving it open. Yeah, very cool. Um, but that's the whole thing. Um, if you read the book, they keep the same twist. You know what I mean? Like you can't change that okay. ending. <laughs> but everything else, like the setting is different. It makes more sense of where it's set. Well, yeah, it's more a little bit more modernized, maybe. Yeah, because it's um set instead of it being set in like the Midwest, it's set in like a border town of California, Mexico, where it's like. Okay. In, well, I mean, the original book came out in like what two thousand one or something. Like, Ninety seven. Even older, man. That's me. It came out. Yeah, it, he released that. That was one of his like first or second books after the Unfunny. Right? Yeah, it was. I think the second book. And, that was, and remember, yeah. it wasn't released under Image. It was released under Marvel's Icon label. Yeah, he has a few Icon ones. Uh, Kingsman is in there. Yep. So it was, it was Icon. That's why it was called Chosen, and then later on was reprinted uh, under Image. It was called American Jesus. Yeah, because uh, Marvel couldn't use Jesus in the titles, I believe. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. I like the Miller World stuff. But it's stuff. so cool. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan. Like, some of it's a little cringy. We talked about Wanted. We talked about King. Yeah, Wanted. It's... Some of the humor doesn't line up. But, you know, overall, his new stuff. After after Kick-Ass, like, the Dave Leibowitz years, I think everything kind of 
modernized and he, he took his foot off the gas on some of the, the the crudeness. Yeah, I mean, some of it you had to. I mean, it's still like gory and violent and sometimes sexed up, but in a way that isn't overbearing. Like King of Spies is a little horny. Yeah. But it's also like gory as hell too, but it's more modern. Like it feels like he's not offending anybody. I know. <laughs> It was Shitman or whatever the first name is. Shitface, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Oh no, yeah, oh yeah, it's shit. No, it's shithead and fuckface. That's what it is. Fuckwit. 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 Yeah, yeah. See, see, what is this? <laughs> yeah, no. He fills he fills the limousine with poop and kills a man. He does. Yeah, that. All right, all right. Let's keep moving. So yeah, Nemesis three. That's cool. It's the, I never read Nemesis, they, so I'm excited that he's still getting played. Oh, Nemesis is the other project that has to get Yes, played. but also, so Nemesis plays a big role in Big Game. Um, I saw, I saw. Yeah, so he's on all the covers. Instead of it being Wanted 2, Big Game is just Wanted 2. Um, Nemesis 3 cross, is the crossover between Nemesis and American Jesus. Oh, damn. Okay. Because the he's going to be fighting God. <laughs> the question was, because he doesn't spoiler for American Jesus uh, for a big game, um, the president uh, doesn't show up in America in big game, which you would think like it's kind of weird because he's the president. Um, and when does the American Jesus trilogy fall into everything? We know the first one takes place years ago, um, but like two and three, and two was also years ago. But the ways the third one kind of fall. Um, and then he said it will be answered in Nemesis 3. Where Volume 3 falls in the timeline? No, where uh, what... Or where the president, where the president was. Time. Okay. Okay. Which makes sense because he's, you know, without spoiling yeah. American Jesus and The Chosen. Yeah, without going into too much detail for big games. And, and yeah, big game too. Because the yeah. game just ended. Yes, it just, it just ended, yeah. I think like last week was issue five. Uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> or maybe it might even be today. No, no, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> it's been, it's been, it was okay, before the holiday. Good. It was way before the holiday. Okay, good, good, good. No, no, I made sure that's why. Sorry for any non-big game guys that aren't caught up yet. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I was like avoiding certain stuff. I'm like, it's. No, nah, it's all good. You, you didn't go too heavy into nah. spoilers. I still don't even know what. You said the president wasn't around and Nemesis is like, hmm. So we'll get there. Yeah. But, um, well, like, you, you want to start talking about all the Marvel news? Yeah, yeah, let's jump into the Marvel news. Oh, yeah, we're 15 minutes in. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to try to make it a three-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty of movies yes. to talk about from Marvel. So, starting off, we have last week we missed this, but Stephen Young, who does the voice of Mark Grayson in Invincible, he's uh, Glenn in Walking Glenn Dead. Walking Dead. Um, confirmed to play Sentry in Thunderbolts by Robert Kirkman, who slipped it on a... Uh, podcast live stream. live stream yes about because he was talking about um yeah. oh my god this season of invincible he's talking about invincible season two yeah. yeah he was he was palling around with one of the artists i want to say it was maybe kev walker because it wasn't otley but it was somebody or maybe it was another artist that he was palling around with and he was saying like yeah i got off the phone with steven the other day and he told me he went in the suit fitting for century and thunderbolts um, and he's just like i don't know if i'm supposed to say that well i said it anyway and I'm like, dude, yikes. He doesn't care. And he's Kevin, Kevin Feige's going to be at your door. No, but he even said in the uh, thing, he's like, what are they going to do? He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't work for them. You get me? Yeah, he's like, I don't work for them. Okay. 
That's hilarious. So yeah, Steven Yen's gonna be Century. That's that's awesome. I mean, that was the rumor. Yeah. When he was cast in the in the thing, who he's gonna be, and everybody's like, it's Century. I don't. I don't care. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, I mean, it's... I mean, I think he's gonna do great, and I think that's a cool character to explore. But are you gonna make him the bad guy, or are you gonna make him like he dies in the opening, and then they carry his body around like Devil's Reign? Because that was well. Crazy. The thing is, like, like, how crazy are you gonna make this movie? Well, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it's it's not like it's made by James Gunn or any of like the fun, crazy like. Taika or oh, um, the John Wick guys. Like, it's not like I'm going to be a gory, fun, like, rock. I don't want it to be it gory like or fun. A, it seems like, yeah, exactly. I mean, gory's cool. It seems like it's going to be like a spy thriller. Yeah. So having Century in it, it's kind of cool. Spies are going to get him. It's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, but I don't want him to fall into the Suicide Squad <laughs> era where it's like, these guys that are just like, I, I can't. they're just like Captain America yeah. fighting against a giant, yeah, like, god. <laughs> I can't wait to see how they handle Century. Who's he going to rip in half? How are they going to retcon him into the universe? I, 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 I loved how they did it in the books. Oh, yes. So I hope yes. they do it somewhat similar in this one. I want to see how they handle the Void because the Void visually could look fucking awesome. Yeah, I just... <sighs> and I, I don't want to hear them call him Bob. Yeah, it's going to be weird. So I, think it's, I think it's funny that his name is Bob. Well, it makes... Uh... Again, that's the there's a problem with it. Like I'm not gonna say anything like cancerable, but like it's just gonna be weird because I already, I can already hear the problems like coming before until they make the official announcement. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean people are gonna complain that Steven Yen is playing Century? Yep. Yes. Yeah, but fuck them. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> they kind of have a point. Stephen Yen is a proven actor. It's not about He's proven. Like it's good... not about proven actor, and that's where the problem comes. And we were talking about this. Are you talking about race swapping? Who cares, man? He got the part. You know? No. Who would you rather, Joel Kinnaman? I don't. I'm not good with actors, so I have no idea. That's that's, that's Rick Flag. Yeah, I can see that's fine. Suicide Squad. Uh, honestly, when I said it, I didn't hate it. But no, I think Steven's gonna be great. Well, and and we'll talk about it when we get to the next uh, casting thing. The problem ends up oh, being because yeah, yeah. this is a weird show. Yeah, the problem ends up being is like a lot of it ends up feeling like fake forced diversity, even if it's not meant to be. It comes across that. Yeah, I what you're talking about. I like I like to think because I don't know what the casting sheet looked like. I don't know what the casting call looked like. It could have been um, American male. Uh, not American, you know what I mean? Like male over 30. Yeah. Um, somewhat in shape. Yeah, no, I know. Preferably blonde. And, you know, whatever race. Or they could have said specifically Asian. Like if they, if they specifically choose Asian, then you can sure say that they're race swapping or trying to, you know, change stuff. But if it's an open call to a certain age demographic or people were just – or the casting director was like, nah, this role is for Steven. He's got this. You well – it really depends. And I, and I, Why choose Steven? Because he's Asian, but probably because, you know, he's... Good. Well, I've said this before. <clears throat> Anytime I, like, knock about a, a casting thing, it's not the actor I'm knocking. It's the it's the corporation. I'm knocking him as a... Yeah. It's the corporation. I'm like, yeah. you're, so go, so you're going out of your way to, to do something, and it looks and comes off as fake you know what i mean like it looks like all right cool hey you're making century asian now but why what's the point you know why are you doing that there it doesn't add to the story 
you're not so all you're gonna change is origin background no then what's the point of doing this you know yes do we need more diversity in in the mcu absolutely then use the characters that you have of those backgrounds and make them all stars there's nothing stopping you from doing that the only thing stopping you is you the corporation you know especially if you choose to put them in uh, a side product like let's say they wanted to do a robbie ray i don't even know you could even do like i'm trying to think of a character that hasn't had a movie yet that Oh well, yeah, but you, all right, use like I mean, it's good. So like, so like Century, for example, he's not. It's not a Century movie where they're race swapping Century. And he's the central character. He's in an ensemble cast of characters we already recognize. So launching a character like Century would work, despite race swapping. But if you want to um, do an, a character like you're saying, somebody who would be of Asian background, like that new um, oh, who's that? guy in the agents of atlas the tiger division book oh He's like the tiger division version of Superman. yes yeah like for example you could have thrown him into the movie made it steven Yang, yes and then that would have been a character like who the hell is this what, what comics is he in can he get his own movie and that would not be i mean i i don't know what race that character is I just he's korean he's korean yeah okay. I, th- I think it was because i think his flag is korean i think his name is like tiger something i don't remember what it is I know it's from Tiger Division, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, using that character would have been an interesting choice because uh, people were like, who is he? But, you know, at least it's, I don't know. I don't care about the, the race swapping, whatever, personally. I know. As long as the, the character's done, like, justice in that. As long as it makes sense, you know, not just, like, random. Yeah, but it is going to be random. That's that's exactly what it is. It, it is random. There was no point of going, oh, what's well, going to make him Asian. Why? Why? You, I mean, maybe we'll see his backstory. It's the, somewhat tied to, you know. It's, well, it's the same reason why I'm not crazy about Pedro, Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. One, I think he's too old, really. Um, I mean, not for Reed Richards, but for the age demographic they're looking for the other cast members. Yeah. That's what I mean. Not, like... If, Except for the fit, yeah, the but also like you don't you know you can make him younger. It's fine to have white actors play roles. You know, it's not like a. Well, I think they want Pedro because Pedro's hot because Pedro has not been in Marvel and because Pedro is friendly with a lot of the other cast members. Already. Well, yeah, so good chemistry goes a long way. No, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Plus, he's worked very well with Disney because he's been in almost every Disney project in these last few years. Again, I, I do think it, it is the. Uh, it is the, oh, he's super hot and fresh, you know, type of thing. And it's not like he's, like, a huge actor. Like, he's only huge now. Like, he's not Tom Cruise being in a Marvel movie. You know, he's Pedro Pascal, who wasn't huge until, like, two years ago. No, 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 no. That's not my uh, my knock on it. Like, I get it. I know, I, well, I, know, I know you like your unknown. Yeah, I do like my unknown. And I think an unknown, even Adam Driver, I would still consider a relative. Eh, no. Yeah, sure, he was Kylo Ren, but... You know, before that, what was he in Girls? Yeah, he was in Girls before that. You know, so he's still relatively unknown outside of the nerd space. So why not? But he, I don't know. As long as it's not Tom Cruise, I like Pedro. I know. Oh no, I know. I wouldn't want um, Tom Cruise. But yeah, you know, it just it, it was it's just going to come off as like pandering, and I hate that because like I like the center of the character, and I like Steven Yen as an actor, and you you're doing both of them a disservice by doing this. You know. 
think you're doing him a disservice. Oh, I mean in the sense of... He gets to play, like, fucked up Superman. Yeah, that's cool. he gets to do that. He He's like already kind of doing that with Invincible, which is, I feel like, why they did it. Because Hollywood likes to be tongue-in-cheek. I know. It's... I don't... Yeah, kind of. When they when they can't get sued. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but really what it is, I think... Um, like, him playing Mark is awesome. You know? Him being Lennon, walking down his hole. You know, but I do think there is going to be a problem. Sorry. Uh, there is going to be a problem when it comes, when this movie comes out. And it has nothing to do with it's the same thing that happened with, with the girl who played Rose in Star Wars. That's a very different reason. Um, but it's going to be the, oh, hey, do you want to just get inundated with hate mail and stupidity because you just happen to be Asian playing a white, a race swap white character? You're going to get it. Not that I condone it. I don't want it to happen. I think it's shitty if you do that. You're attacking a person for a role that they're getting paid for. If you don't like it, blame the corporation. Don't support them. That's how you do it. You know, you don't go after the actor who's just doing their job. That's BS. And if you think that's the right way to do it, that's stupid. Um, yeah, hate mail to individuals is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. 100%. Um, I don't want like that because that's the stuff that that stops them from going to cons. That's the stuff that stops them from uh, from being on social media, interacting with the fans that like them. You know what I mean? It it, it changes your life when you're on a re- like he's living high on a high horse right now because Invincible's so good, but it's voice acting. It's not the same as screen acting, and you're playing a race swap character in a very heated and divided. Um, media right now, especially when it's it's almost blatant with other properties you've been doing, uh, doing with or rumored to be soon doing it with, you know, it, it's going to be bad. And I guess I'll just swing to the next story because I'll just do it that way. Um, with Fantastic Four, the web we're kind of dancing around with, it's rumored that Silver Surfer is going to be. So the rumor is that they cast. They're casting, they're eyeing Anna Taylor Joy to play the villain. The leaked rumor is that the villain's supposed to be Silver Surfer. Well, it's supposed to be a Herald of Galactus. Yes, sorry, a Herald of Galactus, yes. But but signs are pointing towards Silver Surfer because they want to use that character. Right. Because they have spin off potential. Well, it's like no right. Honestly, they have, it, it's sort of, <coughs> you brought up a good point. You know, if you're going to use. Anya Taylor Joy, why not use a different Herald of Galactus and make it? You said her name is Nova. Right? Yeah, it's Frankie Ray. Uh, she's Nova. Yeah, and then I brought up that she could be the first one that Galactus sends, and then when she fails, Silver Surfer has to come lay down the law. Exactly. Or Fire Lord, even. Or both of them come first, and Silver Surfer later. Right. You know. Because Doom is in the movie, and we'll get to Doom in a sec, yes. but Doom doesn't have to be a super huge bad guy. It's Especially if you're going to use him for Superman, exactly. The big bad guy, exactly. You want to build Doom up as like a pseudo good guy until he snaps. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole thing. I what bothers me so much is like there's literally, and we were talking about this off mic. There's no reason to cast her as Silver Surfer if the rumor is true that she's Silver Surfer, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because you have a female herald that was from Earth. That played a bad guy role in Frankie Ray. You know, and you and in the comics, she was Johnny's girlfriend when she becomes the Herald. Which you can do then on screen. You know. The problem ends up being is for two reasons I don't like it. One, even if it was Frankie Ray, I'm not crazy about Anna Taylor Joy playing her because she's gonna end up being an all gold 
you know, body makeup, which is cool, but whatever. At that point, it doesn't matter who you cast. Yeah, um, I'd rather you bring her back as Max exactly. Instead. That's, that's probably, honestly that's just say fuck it because she was so she was the only reason to watch that movie. I mean, I agree. I mean, the other cast is really good too. I think the casting was great for everybody. So. Maybe the the only reason to watch it is for everybody's casting, but she was a standout. And again, I agree with you on that one. Um, but also, like, especially if especially if what if, if Deadpool is what we think it is, just bring a few of the good castings over. You know, you know say nothing, bring them over. Yeah, but back to what I was saying, I think it's it's unnecessary to now at this point gender swap. Um, Potentially. Yeah, you're gender swapping yourself for what? Again, what's the point of the story? It's like the Marvel thing mm-hmm. in 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 Captain Marvel one. Why do you gender swap Marvel for to, for zero point? Like you did nothing. It didn't further the story. It it didn't. I mean, the I mean, it furthered the story in that they made it further the story by having it all about girl power. Not that you know, I, I'm not one of those guys. I just that's what it is. No, no, I know, but like. The movie was all about like fucking strong women, which is great. Uh, but you didn't have to change the character just to prove that point. It's like it would have been better if I don't know. But then a man gives her her powers. And no, no, no. Bad. Actually, the way you do it, because me and Ant talk about this all the time. The way you do it in the message. You... <laughs> don't cancel yourself. No, no, it's no. The way you do it, the way you actually do it is, you still keep Marvel the scientist, but the message is that that Carol succeeds where a man fails. That's the message. Oh, good. She's strong. She ended up being stronger than the male character that was sent here and tried to protect the world and failed. But it takes it takes Carol to beat the big villain. That's a better message. She is stronger than her male counterpart. You know. But she needed a strong female to look up to. You don't need that though, because even in because you have her best friend. <laughs> the other strong female who's a mother, a single mother. Yeah, you have them. That's what it is. Like, you don't need the entire cast to be female to tell a good female story. You know, even in in, in Carol's early uh, in parts of her story in the comic book, she didn't need that. She was Marvel's assistant because um, she worked for, like, Nat, she worked for uh, as a liaison because she was already part of the Air Force, even at a time where women weren't really pilots, you know. And then she becomes a bigger character after the Seismotronica uh, uh, incident. And then she gets her own story. You know, she becomes Miss Marvel and she runs her own comic series. You know, even before Captain wow. Marvel dies. You know, here you were like, oh, well, she's, you know, her female boss, her, her mentor dies. And that's how she becomes a superhero. Like, it, that's, it's reductive. You know, the better message is, like, she wins where a man failed. You know, that's the message. Not just, like, oh, well, you're ladies, and these are other ladies, and just stay with other ladies, and hang with other ladies stuff. You know, but back to the Silver Surfer thing, why cast Anna Taylor-Joy as, as Silver Surfer? Again, not a knock on Anna Taylor-Joy. I liked, a, 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 liked her in a lot of things she's done. You know, honestly, she should be magic. Make her magic. Keep her magic. There's no point. Yeah, make her... Because if you want to do like a younger cast of <laughs> use use magic on the team. Not even she's young, she's hot, she's cool. Well, it's, not like, even, she's that it's not even about using a younger cast, you know, on the X Men team. It's about going all right. You also want a wider cast too, because the X Men are so diverse. Well, yeah. You can't just have fucking five white guys. I mean, yeah. 
That's a movie, yeah. I'm sorry, four white guys and one white woman. Yeah. But we, and if you do giant size X Men, you might be pandering, so says the wider you know audience. Be like, oh, there's no white people. Yeah, but that's giant size X Men now. But he's Canadian. Yeah, but giant size X Men, so it's fine. You know. Yeah. But the thing is, and you can't do Colossus again because you got a good Colossus in Deadpool. Yeah, so I'm saying like this is where you're going to lose the opportunity of bringing a character because you're already trying to do this multiverse thing, bringing a character over from. Uh, a weaker franchise over so you're saving that character and the actress with it mm-hmm. instead of trying to force feed a, a kind of a fake narrative where you're going all right cool let's just make silver surfer a woman if it's the silver surfer rumor it's true yeah. you know i say all this with the idea that the rumor is true you know i yeah but if anya taylor joy is eyed to be the villain there aren't a lot of female villains that they could use that are directly fantastic for villains that would be relevant to what's going on right now. Right. Or that would be um, strong enough to fight the Fantastic Four and probably Doctor Doom. Unless you use... Like, unless you... I, I, I wouldn't make her the Shi'ar Queen or Deathbird because that's a little too complicated and a little too X-Men. But Nova, a different Nova, we know the name Nova, so seeing a different character who's evil called Nova, that could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, flips on its head a little bit, makes people remember what Novas are, and then maybe we'll get another movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just like we. Well, Pat, like we see. Well, it's it's more of like we know that they can do this. Why don't you just do the simplest answer instead of making it harder for yourself? Well, you know, Disney probably. I mean, I don't know just Disney, but Marvel probably says, I don't even know how. Like, who would dictate what characters you use besides the Hulk, Namor nonsense with licensing? Like, could you use? Could you use Nova, or would Marvel be like, she's not relevant enough? And use I mean, because Marvel pulls them, the only good thing that Marvel does about the villains is they pull the obscure villains. Because most villains who aren't like huge, like Doctor Doom or Magneto, are like, you know, Iron Monger was the first movie villain. Yeah. He's in like four issues of the comic books, man. No, no, and then you have like. He's not, he's not in a bunch of them. And I mean, he's sure his son is Iron Monger too, but. You know, Obadiah himself is like in four. Movies. I know, but you also have the villain from this, from the Marvel, from the Marvels movie. She's yeah, unknown. Yeah, she, yeah, she's she's not new. Is she? Uh, she's not new. She's actually was a he first in the comics. Oh, yeah, but whatever. It's like some random Cree guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, and and, and but that's where your um idea for race or gender swapping would be. You know, if it's for a character that doesn't mean anything, right? The ghost. Yeah, oh yeah, Ghost. Ghost is cool. Ghost can be whatever. They're like an invisible person with technology. That's yeah. Cool. But then you did it. Yeah, Ghost is definitely a nothing burger you could switch But then you did it with Taskmaster. Yeah, I think that was just because of the the story they wanted to tell for Black Widow having this killing machine that could beat her, be the thing that she tried to blow up. For <coughs> sure. But yeah. you could have made up a new character for that. You could have made that like Red Widow or something like more advanced. Yes. Yeah. Instead of like Taskmaster, because name is cool, suit is cool. I want Tony Masters back. No, I know, but that's it, but it all kind of goes into what I was saying. It makes no sense that they're going to do certain things like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway. Outside of that, we'll move on from our rants to uh, 
Matt Mikkelsen being eyed as Doctor Doom for the same FF movie. Um, that plays along with the idea like having an older Pedro Pascal and an older Doctor Doom makes sense because they're contemporaries. It's fine. I just always yeah, but Matt Mikkelsen played Caecilius in Doctor Strange, and a lot of people like when I started when I started seeing this rumor, I sent them to all my buds. And I see what they think about it because they're more general audience than me and you when it comes to the comic. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And like they've seen all the movies, but you know what I mean. So um, my buddy Billy was like, "Wasn't he Weird Eye guy?" And I was like, "Caecilius." He goes, "Yeah." I was like, "He was," but also think about it. That was like ten years ago, and Caecilius is like a nothing character. That's true. I was like, I was like, why not have Doctor Doom, who's going to be wearing a mask most of the time, like. After he gets, like, when he gets his powers, his face gets all melted, and then he's in an iron suit for a bit. Yeah. Like, Matt Nicholson has, a, you, you could use him for 10 minutes at the beginning before he gets turned into Dr. Doom, and then it's like you don't even care anymore. No, no. And they're kind of doing this, like, the potential, and I know the Netflix stuff doesn't count, but they're kind of doing this with The, the Thing. The potential casting is Yvonne, um, I forget his last name, Yvonne something Moss. He's from The Bear. He's from Punisher. Yeah. Season one, he plays Micro. Yes, yes. So it's like if, if you're trying to recast, it's like this guy was in 10 episodes of a show about people that look like people. So it's like, yeah, if you cover him up with rocks, you know, whatever. But he's going to be Ben Grimm for the first piece. And I know it's different, you know, universes technically. But, you know, Charlie Cox came back. So yeah, no. who's to say? I know. But, you know, some casting, and they've done it before. There have been, besides um, Benedict Cumberbatch voicing Jordan Mahomes and Chris Hemsworth, um, there are a few actors and actresses that have played multiple characters, whether, like, at the beginning when they weren't huge actors, they played, like, a, a background character, so now they're playing a, a main-level character. Or to, um, oh, my goodness. She, uh, she is, not Cersei, is it Cersei in... Eternals, who's the female in Eternals that wears green that's not Sprite? The other one. Athena? No, Athena doesn't wear... Oh, I said white. I said... I meant to say green. I'm sorry. Green. Oh, my God. Gemma Chan. Gemma yeah, because she was in... Um... She, 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 yeah, she was in Captain Marvel as a blue yeah. alien, and then she got to be Cersei. It is Cersei, right? In the Eternals. Yeah. One was covered up with makeup, one was her face. Yeah, it's fine. You can get away with it, you know? No, I'm wrong with it. <laughs> I would I would love Lee Pace to come back. Lee Pace Lee Pace played Ronan in two movies, but he was covered up in blue and purple face paint. He's a good actor, man. If he comes back as somebody else, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. You know, bring back some actors that you know didn't get a huge chance. What's his name? Um, Jeff Bridges. He played Obadiah. Bring him back as somebody else. That'd be awesome. Well, you can't bring <laughs> him back really as a because he's too big of an actor. It's and he's. He was bald and had a beard. Give no. him like, trim his beard, make him have hair. You can see him messing no. up. There was a big rumor for a bit that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was going to be Mr. Fantastic. That was fine. I mean, yeah, because Mysterio was in one movie, but Mysterio was like, his face is everywhere. Well, yes. And you just sat, you just so happened to be that you look exactly the same as Reed Richards. That was a big rumor for a while that it was Jake Gyllenhaal up in like final casting, but you know, I'll take Pedro. Oh yeah, but yeah. So you know, it is what it is when it comes to same casting. As long as the role wasn't super duper huge, like it's not like Tom Holland is done playing Spider Man and then gets recast as Sam Alexander Nova or something. It's like 
Yeah, like I wouldn't do that, but like with this, yeah. like I said, like Mad Milk, Mad Mickelson playing Doom is fine because he was all your villain in another movie. That's fine. And he was barely a villain. And you wouldn't like the real. I know he was the main bad guy, but the real villain was in Doctor Strange. <laughs> well, no, no. What I mean is, dude can't stop. You wouldn't be able to say. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell that's him. You know what I mean? Because you were like you can't. Oh yeah, like I said, he's good. he's gonna be in an iron face mask for the whole movie. Basically. Yeah, and he was in like paint, black and white paint for Thor. That's Christian Bale. Sorry, no. Mad, you're talking about Chris Eccleston? No, sorry, no, no, that's yeah. a different one. Mad Mickelson, Caecilius, Doctor Strange. That's what it was. Sorry, Eccleston. Come back. That would be cool. Eccleston was Malekith. Yes, he was. He could come back as Malekith. Fuck it, we ball. Let's give Malekith a second chance. He's too cool to be thrown in the worst Thor <coughs> movie. Actually, no, the second worst Thor movie now. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> oh, Taika came out and said that he only did the Thor movies for the money. And I'm like, duh, why did you have to say like, that? No, we knew that. that. That's what every Marvel director does except for the first few. Yeah. Uh, like... Nia DaCosta, who's, who directed the Marvels, that's what she said she did. I know. She was like, I did this to pay off my student loans, and I still didn't get enough. It happens. <laughs> Yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, do the big corporate stuff. I mean, put your heart and soul into everything you do, but sometimes you take a paycheck. Yeah, sometimes you have to do stuff, but, like, also, like, can you not, like, also not do projects that you don't have, like, a passion for, and then claim you do, and then, like, turn around like it's bad? I mean, hey, man, as much as you don't like Ragnarok, all things considered, Ragnarok is a good Marvel No, it's not. It's awful. I hate that movie. Oh, my God. But Thor Love and Thunder is... It's dumpster feet. Dumpster feet? Dumpster feet. I know you tried to say dumpster feet. Yeah. You said dumpster feet. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my goodness, sorry. You know, so that's the whole oh. thing. It, it, it's... it's They can make it... They can just make their jobs easier. They just... I feel like they just make their jobs freaking harder for themselves. Hold on, what are we talking about? What, we're um, so, not the casting. That's fine. Again, like when it comes to casting across the board, it's always kind of a, a gamble. Yeah, if you want to do diversity, look at the characters first rather than changing the characters. Yeah. I, understand I mean, point. that. But Like, we gave a good example. The Tiger Division guy is this, is Superman. Yeah. You know, that's who Sentry is. But if you want to use the Void, I get it. You know, I get it, but also like but then cast Joel Kinnaman. They just they, they they constantly seem to be shooting themselves in the foot with small mistakes that are building up across the board. That where even everyday people are getting bored with the MCU stuff, and they're picking and choosing what they want to watch, which is fine. But also, there is no urgency to care about the MCU. This is, and while talking when we talk about the Marvels, the Marvels is the worst opening box office for an MCU movie. Like, Even though it's one of the better MCU movies it, in the last few years. Yeah, honestly. that's a problem. I mean, but that also comes from it being this far down the chain and then a it's bunch of... It's the fatigue, disrepo- it's the cast, it's the end of the year. Well, it's not even the end, the end of the year thing. It's you really the... Are. No, it's, the biggest thing is it, it's the... When you get disappointed a lot beforehand, there's no point in going to see it and going, oh, well, we're going to see it and, and, and expect better. Well, yeah, because Captain Marvel was... Captain Marvel, the original one, was low performing. People don't like Brie Larson for whatever reason. Yeah. I, love her. I mean, and not everybody watched Ms. Marvel because it was hard to relate to a 16 year old uh, girl. 
Yeah. So it's totally understandable why some people didn't click with that show or want to watch it. Like Anthony didn't watch it, right? Or yeah, no. Later. No, he didn't watch it. But that's the whole thing we were talking about it. It's like yeah. – and, and, and me and Ant were talking about this and then me and you were talking about something similar. The thing when it comes to – when you give people more content to choose from, they're, they're will, more willing to be picky about it because you give them a lot. You know, but when you don't give them an option, yeah, especially with Disney Plus and with how they organize everything, it's a lot. <coughs> Absolutely, you know, and in the in the content in the way you were you were airing it, you kind of were like when it came to characters like She Hulk or 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 Miss Marvel, and I'm only using those two examples because they're the only ones quote unquote out of the norm of the of the you know big macho masculine superhero leads. Um, if you don't like, like Ant uses this as an example, Ant didn't watch She Hulk because he's not a She Hulk fan from the comic book. So he's like, "Why am I going to watch a show for a character I already know about from the comics? I wasn't, I'm not a big fan of because there's nothing wrong with the character. It's just not, it's not for me." You know, same thing with with with, yeah, with Miss Marvel. Like he likes law dramas. So well, law it's comedy. it doesn't even matter about that. It's like as comic book fans with this, uh, same thing with Miss Marvel. It's not anything about seeing Miss Marvel as bad, a bad character, or a bad story, or this bad stories. It goes, if you're not a fan of that character, why are you going to watch it now? Especially as a comic book fan going into like the something Disney Plus. Yeah, well, the, the the why you're supposed to watch it is because it's all interconnected. It all matters. Yeah, but and who I know cares? You're say, but it takes too long to pay off. And who cares? But. You know, but that's the biggest problem. My buddies didn't care too much about Ms. Marvel as a character. Like they knew who she was just based off of, you know, general talk before the movie, even, before the show came out, and they chose to watch it. Some of them slacked on it a little bit, but they yeah, but that's fine. It. But that's and the thing. Like, this was cool, not for me, but this was cool. Yeah, but again, that shouldn't become they the thing. Watched like, it because they felt like they needed to. Like that's what it is. So, if you feel obligated to watch it and you don't like it, you're not going to want to return for other things. You know. Yeah, like if you didn't like Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel, right? Maybe you liked WandaVision and you thought Photon was a cool addition, right? Like Rambo, then cool. You like one out of three, maybe you like two out of three. Of yeah, but the problem but is, like, like, if you don't like, if you like Captain Marvel, you're not gonna like this movie, right? It's a lot of Captain Marvel because it's a Marvel sequel. And if you didn't watch Ms. Marvel, if you didn't yeah. watch, I mean, it's hard to say, like, if you didn't watch one, the only one. The only one you could, I was gonna say, yeah, the only one you could skip is WandaVision because while sure Monica's story is great in that, she kind of sums it up. Oh, my mom died during the blip. I got powers by by touching a witch hex. Yeah. All right, cool. You know, the other two characters have a little bit more background that you need, especially with Brie Larson, Captain Marvel being the lead. I know. I just before we get into, you have to watch the first one. I know, but before we get into before we get into to talking about the movie because we're about to jump into that. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, that's true. That's true. I was getting there <laughs> before no, no. talking about that real quick. Yeah. Last thing is last bit of news. Loki and uh, Multiverse of Madness tribe Michael Waldron is now writing Avengers: Kang Dynasty slash Eternity War, <coughs> and Destin Daniel Keaton confirmed he moved on from the project after deciding to focus on other Marvel series projects like Disney Plus series Wonder Man and sequel to Shang Chi. That's from last week. Yeah. That gets carried so, over to yeah, this so week. He was he was writing and directing Kang Dynasty, and then he was just directing it, and they were looking for a writer. And then he was like, "Nah, actually, I'll drop this one and go work on Wonder Man and Shang Chi because he's pulling double duty on Shang Chi, and he's just directing Wonder Man." Yeah. So he's getting a plus. He does um some some Star Wars stuff every once in a while. 
So he was overloading his plate with doing double duty on Kang Dynasty. So then they replaced him on that. And then he's like, ah, actually. But yeah, they replaced him with Michael Waldron, who low-key is great. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Good moments. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he is able to keep this momentum from Loki. And because, I don't know, man. Loki season one, people like it, you hate it, whatever. I thought it was good. Season two, even better. And having Michael Waldron write Kang Dynasty works because he was writing some of the Kang stuff. And then if Loki is tied to Kang, bring him back in this movie only or something like that. Like keep it, if you're going to use these main characters, keep them with the same writer who knows how to make them sound the best. I don't know, we'll see. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, having, he's one for, like, I don't like season one for Loki, but I love season two. You know, Multiverse Matters is okay. Yeah. You know. For me, he's two for three. Yeah. I like both Lokis, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. No, I would put, like, I would put season one, I would put Multiverse of Madness above Loki season one. But it's also comparing a movie to a TV show. Oh, no, you, I, I'm not, I, yeah, you can do the, I wasn't ranking, I was just saying I liked these before this. Oh, yeah, that, well, that's how I see it, like, you know, it, it's it's also hard to really, it's really, truly hard to compare a TV show to a movie. It's just there's more content to a, a TV show than there is a movie, you know. There's more things that can go wrong, things that you end up not liking because of how long it is, you know. So it's kind of like Multiverse of Madness and Loki to me are kind of around the season one of Loki are around the same for me. They're not terrible. They're both very okay, mm-hmm. you know. So I, but I love season two, and especially having him as a scribe for the, the those movies makes sense. It makes sense. Like, why wasn't that the move to go with? Like, if you're building a multiverse thing, a man who's written two scenes of your multiverse show and your multiverse movie, why isn't he doing your big one? Like, it, that's just, like, idiot-proof. But I get what they I were mean, doing. I mean, the reason why he's not doing their big one is because, originally, it's because he didn't have a huge resume. He did an, one episode of Rick and Morty, a short, then he did Loki, Multiverse of Madness, then he did the show Heels with Stephen Amell, cool, and then back for Loki season two. So it's it's fair that it was, um you know, that he wasn't on Avengers at the get-go, but now he is. Yeah, so it's good. I mean... He's also doing the Kevin Feige Star Wars project, too. Well, yeah. And we'll see. You know, we'll Kevin see Feige what goes on. Now. Yeah, boys. You know, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, now we'll jump on our topic. Um, we have... Our topic, the Marvels. If you didn't know from what we were talking about, what I said at the top of the show, uh, we were talking about the Marvels. And so, you want to do the breakdown of like the normal run through real stuff, like numbers and stuff? Sure, man. I'll, I won't hit with too many numbers, but I'll, but I'll get what I can. We're still in the process of collecting on our box office, but we have, there's... it didn't do too hot. It only made $180 million, which honestly is good. It's actually a record for um, black female directors. It's the highest grossing movie for them. Yes, it is. Them, well, for me. For <laughs> Nia DaCosta and that group, which is awesome. Yes. I think Nia DaCosta did great. I like this movie. Started off here. I like this movie. But um, yeah, it's directed by Nia DaCosta. It's also written by her, uh, along with Megan McDonald. And you know, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, cast, <laughs> cast is Brie Larson, Tiana Paris, Imani Vellani, and then and Iman Vellani. I'm sorry. And then Samuel L. Jackson, and then as well as the cast from Ms. Marvel, the family. 
Yes. So, you have to go. You have to. You have to go into keep, that. I was going that deep. The cast keeps you pretty tight. It keeps you like honestly. I didn't lose any of it besides all the random scrolls and stuff they had in the background. Well, that's with all the makeup. You can keep track of a lot of the characters. This is a pretty tight knit. Like, so you know, foursome. Yeah, I mean, and we we were talking about stuff off mic and stuff, and we normally do before we talk about reviews, just kind of, so we know kind of what we're getting into. Um, but like I said, the biggest thing I liked about this, to be fair, I have a I have a couple of problems with the movie. Like I I always nothing's perfect in reality, um, but the things I liked was the casting. You know, I already had liked Monica from WandaVision. I liked her in this. You know, I liked Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel. I liked her in this. Brie Lawson, eh, whatever, I get it. There are parts of it where she's really good and the parts of where she falls very flat. Again, very much like she did in Miss Mar- in, sorry, in Captain Marvel. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't understand why that happens for her as an actor. I've seen her in other things. I just watched her voice act in the Scott Pilgrim thing, and she, uh, it's the same as she was in the original Scott Pilgrim. I don't know why. Are you talking about Brie Larson? Yes. Okay. Because she was the voice actress in, um, she plays the voice of Envy in the Scott yeah. Pilgrim. And she, she was Envy yeah, Adams in the original one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, people give her... If you're talking about why people hate her, they, they just... There's no reason for it. No, it's not about why people hate her. I they get it. Like, they, they didn't like Marvel, no, <laughs> I guess, is what really I, comes down to. No, I get it. I get why they don't like her. I, I do believe she falls flat sometimes. Like, there are moments in this movie where she's just kind of... Like, there's a flat affect to her. And it's... I don't know whether that's her acting or they're trying to... I think this works in the movie. I, th- I think it works really well in the movie with how Carol is just... Carol seems like she doesn't have it together. Because in the first movie, like she has it together for the most part. Sure, when she finds out she's actually a bad guy, she's like, ah, oh, damn, okay. But she's like pretty confident in the first movie in her abilities. In this movie, she plays a very different character. And I think the way that she makes it, how you're saying, falls flat... I think it kind of works with like how awkward she plays the character, especially around Monica. Well, yes. Well, if I don't mind if that's what you're. So the moments, so that. the moments I like Carol in are the moments she's with the other two, because they all balance each other out. You know, Monica. Well, yeah, that's the point of an ensemble cast. Yeah, Monica is a little bit harder because of everything she's gone through and reunited with Carol. Um, Kamala is like the fangirl, which she's more lighthearted. She's the kid, uh, but she's also kind of the POV oh, she character. Was, honestly, she was a lot. <laughs> she was a lot in the movie. She's yeah, a little she's... cringe, but I get it. As like being a sixteen-year-old, well, how seventeen, eighteen, however old she is in the movie. But she's also um, she's also the POV character. The hero, like that's crazy cool. Well, a little bit. She still has her own, like you know, Monica comes off as a POV character too. Yeah, no, I see. Uh, I I I read it more as like, come, uh, Miss Mar. I want to say Kamala, uh, but Miss Marvel is the POV character better, in terms of she really is the young kid. So, the problem is, Photon would be a good POV character if she also wasn't super experienced with a bunch of other stuff. Where Kamala is still learning to be here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamala is learning to be uh, not Kamala. Monica's learning to be here, but it's a very different way. 
you know, because she's an adult. You know, I, yeah, well, because she she's an adult who has a job who already kind of is a hero in, in a different capacity. Yes. So she's like, okay, now I have to be a superhero. Okay, let, let's work on that. That's why I think. Well, Kamala, you, know, you said, got the powers as a kid, and that's why I think she's the true BOP, POV character. That's why I like her better. That's why. Well, that's why when they all balance each other out, it makes a ton more sense. I think the scenes that fall flat are when Carol's by herself. It's because. She's not playing off anyone, and that's the same problem that she had in it, 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 Brie Larson's character had in Captain Marvel, where the moment she was really good is when she was with Nick Fury. The moments when she was with her team um, on on Hala, still, you know, it was better because she was playing off of somebody. Whether when she was being the rebel in Captain Marvel, and then when she was like the alien facade that ended up on Earth. In, in in Captain Marvel and she was playing off of uh Maria sorry yeah, she's playing off her of uh, Maria and she's playing off of Fury. Um now here she's playing off like well she's a hero and she's been doing it for a long time. She's super strong. She's a, she is the hero of the cosmos. And then you turn around and you have Monica who's learning everything new, but she's also kind of hard and mad at Carol for not being there. You know, and then you have the the super fan for Carol uh, show up, and she's learning everything new, and it works when they're together. Take any one of them by themselves, it would be weird if the movie was just focused on one of them. You know, but I do like the th- their 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 bond is awesome. It's the driving piece of the movie, and it sells the movie. I like it. I like that part. It's just yeah, like, their chemistry is very cool. Like. You know, like uh, Kamala's the fanboy and uh, the fangirl, and then Monica. Like, it, it, it their dynamics shows very heavily. I think in the, one of the better scenes in the movie where they go to the uh, Bollywood style oh. musical planet, and like you see, like uh, you know, Brie Larson as as uh, oh my god, as Carol. She's kind of just like, yeah, this is weird for me, but she's like awkward and like into it. And then you see uh, Kamala, who's like freaking out, like, this is awesome. I'm getting so many chapters for my fan fiction. And then you see Monica, who's like down in drinks and just like, this is weird. My aunt is weird. Okay, let's go. Who's this kid? Like, it was cool to see their dynamic, how that played together, especially with the tension between the two characters. And Kamala trying to break that tension by going, we're all friends, right? And like I said, I think that scene where they're all like, given their own individual stance during an awkward situation kind of shows their their chemistry and how it all kind of blends together pretty well yeah i mean i'm not against it like i said my only problem i i had with it and that's what and then actually that was going to be one of the things i i did like around the movie was that bollywood scene yeah i know you, you told me you didn't like the bollywood style scene and i it's okay to be wrong i think it was very fun again i, I love the i'm gonna just real quick i love the line where um, he starts speaking English, and they're like, wait, he doesn't have to sing? And he goes, he's bilingual? I love that. That was stupid. Like, that's a good joke. Again, like, my whole thing is, I don't, <laughs> it's not, I think it's well choreographed. I, li- I love the music. I love all that stuff. It just, it feels like you're trying to make something funny and lighten the movie where you didn't have to. You know, like, it feels like it's a ham-fisted scene. Like, I don't like that stuff. When I mean, Jay, yeah. Instead of that planet, what if it was a different planet and Star Fox was there? Yeah, like Eros was there, you mean? 
And like they were just yeah, if it was Eros, yeah, because they were together in the comic. I know it was a little weird that they were together in some, certain parts, but let's say he doesn't do that anymore. Yes, you know they were together in the comics for a bit. It, he's around in the universe already. He's a character you're going to continue to use, not a one-off. He's sure it's Harry Styles, and he might cost more than I want to say Park Song something. Yes, um, Daniel Park from he's from BTS. Yeah, yeah, I knew he was from one of my fucking very damn boy bands. Yeah. <laughs> Um, from the boy K-pop age, um, but yeah, like if they use a character that's already pre-established in in a scene, like sure, if you wanted to use, because <coughs> Eros could be considered royalty in some you know fashion. Well, so if you wanted to keep that princess aspect of it, you could have still done something very similar. Yeah, with Eros, but use a character we recognize. He's a character we know. We don't know him, but you know what I mean. Yeah, see Eros. What's he doing? And plus, then you could tie it loosely to Eternals, where you can see like. Eros is like, oh yeah, I'm here. We're still doing stuff with the Eternals movie. Don't worry, guys. Right. That kind of shit. That's where, and that's where the fall. Get your lore building again instead of throwing in some random singing planet. We're never going back to. Right, and that's the whole thing. Like, so the character that Sonya Park plays is from the comic books. Um, I'm not saying he's new from the. I meant like he's not. Who the fuck is he? No, no. What I'm saying is. He is someone from the comic book. Yes, that's fine. He's an alien prince. He's from the I comic think book. they're from the. Aren't they from the Kelly Shudakonic run? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, but also, it doesn't do anything. It, it makes no sense to care. You know what I mean? Like, you did this. You brought this in here, and now you just kind of like threw them on this planet for this big musical number, which is more of a nod to Bollywood, which again, I get. But, like, why? You didn't need to do this big musical number. Again, looked beautiful, looked fun, cute. You know, music's awesome. I mean, but why? You keep saying Bollywood. Are you sure it was Bollywood? Yeah. I, I, I could be wrong, and I probably am. I thought Bollywood was more um, was more Indian culture. It is Indian is culture. It just Asian no, no, culture no. Over, like? I mean, but Indian is Asia. <laughs> True. You know, re- reason why I say okay. Bollywood and I say, it, but it's, 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 when I say that, I mean it's inspired by it because a musical number like that, like big choreographed dance sequence in a movie like that comes from Bollywood. It doesn't come from, that's not like a, an American um, trait unless it's a musical, unless it's a musical, you know. Yeah. The, oh, and, and Prince Jan was from the Kelly Shudakonic run. Yeah. You know. That's the thing. Like again, it's not a bad scene. It just doesn't make sense that you did it there. You could have done something else. You know, again, like the arrows idea. Them going to a planet and arrows is a king there, and they're running around trying to get off this planet, and they run into arrows and arrows. Like, oh hey, what's up? You know, blah blah. blah. Like you can done that. You can even have the past relationship, whether it's good or bad. Right. That could be cool. You know. Yeah, somebody you know. That that was my like. I think again, I like this scene. I think it's cool. Um, I think it's fun. Adds a bit of like brevity to the uh, to Brie Larson's character, which I feel like a lot of people needed. She was too uptight. Blah blah. blah yeah, but whatever. she's not that uptight. Um, she's not that uptight in this movie. Cool. Yeah, because they had to make her a whole different character. I mean, yes, but <laughs> people like her. You know, but that's the whole thing. Like, it's not that. The, the biggest problem I have with the not this movie, but like not the scene either. Like the things, the problems I have with this movie are, are it's a lot of small things that just make it like why, why? 
like the Nick Fury thing. Why not tie it to Secret Invasion? What's the point? Like you could have done this in post. It came out after Secret Invasion. You could have done it in post. Yeah, just one scene with his wife. You know, it's that. It's they, like, they involved Tessa Thompson for just a quick cameo for no reason. Right. Why? I now, mean, in the movie, it makes sense. She takes the people from Tamarax, or whatever the planet's called. Uh, Tamax. Uh, is it Tar? Tarnax? Tarnax. I don't know. From the planet with the scrolls or the Kree yeah. or whoever got destroyed. Um, and sure, Tessa Thompson helps them out by Fine. bringing them to New Asgard. But it's just like... But dude, they they make a they make a line in that scene where it's like, how how are they gonna accept us? We're scrolls. It's like Secret Invasion just happened. We're dealing with it. Sorry. Yeah. Go to New Asgard, I guess. And that's the whole thing. That's but like, but like that would have been a good scene for the wife to show up and be like, I'll go back with you, Tessa Thompson Valkyrie. I'll help them adjust because I was just involved with this. Yes. <laughs> it's the scene. That would have been cool. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah. It's like it's like that. It's the. You don't address mm-hmm. uh, Kamala's mutant stuff at all. Mm-hmm. Like it, and and I, was I telling you what the ending, the post credits scene should have been? Oh no, I was talking to Scott King. Um, no, you weren't talking no, no, no. about it. I was talking to yeah. Scott King about it. So the post credit scenes were pretty cool. They we were fine. No, 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 fine. set up with Kate Bishop. Yeah, and then we got some X Men stuff. That was cool. Yeah, but the problem is. The X Men stuff is whatever. That was more of a here. He, he, that's a soft kind of like, not to what it's speculated to be. Whether it's Earth what nine three four, eight three eight. Thank the, you. Um, the one from Multiverse of Madness. Or it's like a it's a nod to the X Men fr- Fox franchise for Deadpool three, which could be relevant because that yeah Deadpool right. But that's fine with that. But I think the problem, I think a better scene would have been instead of the Young Avengers nod, is that the beast of our universe just again keep him as Brendan Fraser shows up to uh, to talk to Kamala to bring her to the school. Uh, yeah, because linking Kamala to the X Men is what they did, and then they didn't do anything in this movie about it, like at all. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, you bring Kelsey Grammer back. You could have had both Kelsey Grammers. That would have been cool. You have Kelsey Grammer, who looks a little bit more like makeup Kelsey Grammer, show up if you want to separate the looks. And then you have him show up and get Kamala. And then you have Monica wake up, and then she sees another Kelsey Grammer. And then you're like, oh, the beasts are going to help these characters get everybody back. That'll be cool. Because Double Beast, that's Well, cool. it makes more sense. Like I would have said, I would have said Nicholas Holt, but he's playing Lex right now. You know, oh, Nicholas Holt would have been cool too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because he was, because he was Beast in the first class movie. Have him as the MCU one because he's younger, and then have um, Kelsey Grammer, the one that Kelsey you Grammer see huh. in um, with the one where Monica wakes up. That would have been the better way, but we didn't get that, mm-hmm. and we have no answers for for Kamala's mutant stuff, and we're probably never going to answer that. They just made our mutants just for shits and gigs. Well. <laughs> we did. Oh, they did it for the comic book. Yeah. Um. We do. We do know that. Um. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say we know. It's not confirmed, but it kind of is. Moon Knight, She Hulk, and Ms. Marvel are all getting season two. Yes. At some point, like where do they fit in the timeline? I'm, I mean, timeline, whatever. Where do they fit in the release schedule? I'm, well, I know. I know. Marvel said in 2024 that they're planning on doing less stuff. Like now, it's not the time. 
Yeah, like they don't want to oversaturate it, which is why we're getting um, what if right at the end of the year, and then we're getting Echo right at the beginning, all dropped at once. It's in January. Because then after that, they're like, we already finished these. We haven't finished the other ones yet, so we're going to release those ones slowly so we can make sure they're all good. Yeah, like, yeah, they, ha- they have to. But to, to kind of get back to the point, um, the plot of the movie is that there is a bet or dear bot a dear bond is a sorry is a Kree accuser who wants to get revenge on the universe for the death of the destruction of Hala, um, which ties back to Captain Marvel from the to the first Marvel's movie. Yeah, I like how they show us what happens right after she flies away. She goes to um, the Kree, blows up the Supreme Intelligence, and goes, you're free, and then leaves. Yeah. And then, like, a month later, they lose their air, water, and sunlight, and it's like, yikes. <laughs> <coughs> Which is a cool throwback into the, to, to show kind of, like... Well, it also makes sense on what... Like, because when you see the Kree in Captain Marvel, you're like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Because we don't see Carol blow up the Supreme Intelligence, at least not to my knowledge. I don't remember seeing it. No, you don't. Because then when you see the accuser, he's green in that one, wearing his normal uniform. And then when you see uh, Ronan come back in Guardians, he's, like, all fucked up. Right. So it's like, how did you get from these Kree to this Kree? They explained it now with, with the Marvels that right after she blew everything up and fucked it all up. And that's why Ronan's crazy. And then that's why Dark Ben is, you know, I'm better than Ronan. My predecessor was stinky, but I'm better. There's like a line that's just like that. They use stinky, I swear. And, and you know, then, then she's able to be like, well, we're going to fuck this Kree stuff up. We're going to get it good. I just – aren't the accusers the leader of the Kree? Like, what's no. I thought they were just like – just people because Darben is the new leader of the Kree. No, so like, accusers – They're just like she's the leader. No, so accusers are – um, they're like hitmen essentially. They go out and like do their bidding, and they like no, stuff. They got big hammers. They're judges. They're like they're the judicial branch of. Um, yeah, but they fuck shit up. Yeah, they're just really strong. They just they just have a they're just a judicial branch of the of of their the creed of the creed because the supreme intelligence is the leader. Then under them are the accusers are kind of like the hand the hands yeah. of the uh, supreme more. Uh, super more. Yeah, the way that they're phrasing, the way that they're setting this up, at least in the movie, after the Supreme Intelligence died, it seems like Ronan took over, yeah. and then when Ronan died, Darben took over. Well, after in the comics, after That's Supreme Intelligence died, like. yeah. So after the Supreme Intelligence gets killed in the comic books, Ronan does become leader of the Kree. It's true. Okay. okay. That's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> Checks out. But the whole thing is. They are. It's just like Darben. So the plot has like Darben's thing, but that's really all her entire thing is just like a vengeance story. Um. Yeah, she finds one of the men. She's like, "Where the hell's the other one?" We cut back to the end credits <coughs> uh, for Ms. Marvel, and then Darben shows up again later, and and then we get to see her backstory where she was like a super cool badass warrior. Yeah, but and then Kree got fucked up. So and then now she's here. But the thing with the 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 bangles. Like the way they are, the quantum band. With the, yeah, they, this version, this world's version of the quantum bands, which is a mix between this. Uh, the quantum bands are are they the quasars or are they the quasars? Um, not the Okay, it is quasar. I was gonna say, I know sometimes. Oh, the the nega bands. Yes. Who are the nega bands? That's the marvels. That, uh, Darkhawk. No, that's the marvels. 
the Marvels used okay. Mega Bands, Genus, um, Marvel, and now Carol in the comics use Mega Bands. Okay, and the Quantum Bands are used by the Quasars. Yes. What do they use in um? It's in Infinity Countdown or whatever the Infinity thing is before warps. Dark Hawk, they talk about it in that. Anyway, sorry, continue. Anyway, so in the comic books, um, what their quantum bands do is it allows you to tap in the power of the universe with and gives you cosmic awareness. Um, they, it was created by. Oh, there are the mega bands that are just different. Yeah, the they um they were created by ego, not by ego. Um, oh my god, I forgot the guy's name. But he's like another floating space head um, character. Um, used and they were supposed to be given to the person who wants to be, uh, who's supposed to be the protector of the the, the universe. Uh, the Kree copy those made the Nega bands, which get their power from the negative zone, which allows people to unlock their quanta, uh, their cosmic awareness, but also allows people to switch places um, if they're not if they're banged together. So if you and someone else bond to the negative bands, you both can switch places while you're in your location and the other person's in the negative zone. You bang them together, you swap places. The quantum bands do that now also. Um, they're all pretty much the same. Um, so it doesn't work with just one. You have to be together. Um, also, it doesn't make sense how Carol, Kamala, and... Monica are all kind of quantumly entangled, um, and they explain it very well in the movie, which is really cool. It's just that like Kamal's powers are so open ended. You know, mm-hmm. she has light based powers. They all have like they all kind of have light based powers, but then because of that entanglement, wouldn't Gaia be part of that? Because she's now part Carol Danvers that shoots like light powers. We don't talk about that. I know it was an observation. I was just like, that doesn't make sense. Um, hey, movies. What are you gonna do? I know, right? Um, and that's the whole thing. It does it. It just it's whatever. Like they they kind of like they were they were trying to do something. I get it. You know, I think the the problem is with the bangles. Um, they should have just like left it alone. And the bangle answer was just, all right, we found one, and that's kind of what she's getting as a costume thing, and and it helps her control her powers. And then if you want to make them the negative bands, that's how you do it later on. You know, you go, hey, these, mm-hmm. it's the other half is here, and when you bang them together, it does way more than you think. You know, and then you go forward. The problem is like it just, all right, cool. With one of them, you're all just getting like thrown around through space and time with one of them. Uh, it's whatever. It's 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 kind of like a they took a an idea, and they just kind of mushed it to make it fit in the MCU, and it kind of just falls just a little bit short. Um, mm-hmm. I also think it would be a better way. A post credit scene is that um, instead of the X Men one, it should have been um, Fury bringing the Bangles to Earth because because Kamala's there, and um, I want to call him Richard Ryder, but he's not. Oh my god. Um, quite they open up project. You see Project Pegasus for the first time, and it has a bunch of like artifacts, and you meet Quasar. Oh, Wendell. Wendell, thank you. Um, yeah, you can even do Avril too if you wanted to do that. Avril comes from Shield. Yeah, and her taking the quantum so bands. Be one of the remnants of Shield agents, one person that Fury still has on staff from old Shield days. 
you could do Avril, you could do both Wendell and Avril. That could be a cool spin-off movie. Right. You could do like a love story. Having the two of them each other unless they smash the bangs together or some shit. Yeah, having having them with the bang or bangles at the end going, Alright, we're holding on to these and it's like Wendell and Avra uh, Um You know, it's that. You know, you could have done that. There's is like I said, there's a lot of other things they could have done, and that's what annoys me about the movie. It's a good sci-fi movie. It's a good sci-fi superhero movie. It's just not a great MCU movie. You know? I, I disagree. You like everything. <laughs> no, but you saying it's not a good MCU movie? I think it is. It's okay. For the, for the characters they chose to use, they make everything important from the movies, the TV, uh, the two TV shows and the movies. They make it all relevant. They make it all matter. They tie back a few things to the old stuff, make a few things better. Um, besides Secret Invasion, they really touch upon, like I said, everything that comes before it. I think it works for those characters. Films. For those characters, no one's, those characters. no one's talked about the Eternals sitting yeah. in the middle of the ocean. We don't, we don't talk about that. You know. Apparently, we're supposed to get something soon. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> We've had how many movies sure. and how many TV shows since then? I don't know, but there's a giant eternal chilling in the uh, the ocean. I'm sorry, a giant celestial chilling yes. in the ocean because the Earth is an egg. Did you know? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the ego knew about and still invaded the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even ego knew, and he was like, "Yeah, fuck it." You know, it, it's just it's yeah. just like it's just okay. I think the biggest thing I want from the movie was more screen time with the three of them together. If the movie was just a little bit longer, I would have had you. I would have gotten that, which would have evolved some of the char- like their the characters a little bit more. That would have given enough time to to have Kamala talk about the mutant thing. It would have given more time for Carol to yeah, Kamala like like yes, Kamala got a lot of screen time and she got a lot of good dialogue to do. But she didn't get a lot of dialogue that pushed her plot forward no. besides her meeting her supers and her mom basically telling her it's okay if you're a superhero. But her mom said that at the end of Miss Marvel. Like, exactly. Her mom said basically that and said, I know. But now she's dealing with Avengers level threats as opposed to, you know, the government's stinky. Like in, like in the show. I know, but still. Like, damage like, control sucks, essentially. It's still the same message, though. It's like, oh, I'm proud of you. Yeah, no doubt. No, I know, yeah. They repeat Kamala's story because some people didn't watch the Ms. Marvel movie. So when you introduce this character, you need to convey who she is, what she does, and where the other characters need to lead her to. So she kind of has the same arc she does in the movie, minus her friends and the mutant stuff. But, you know, like, Captain Marvel and Monica have full arcs throughout the film. Oh, yeah. You know, set up where they're going next. And Ms. Marvel literally just goes, I met my heroes, and now I'm going to do a Young Avengers thing because... I want friends. I guess. Join the X Men. What are you doing? I know. I know. Like you're you're gonna tell me she's gonna run the Young Avengers and join the mutants? Right. Like where are we going with her? Like are we are we doing both? Are we doing either, none? Either make her a mutant or make her a Young Avenger. You can't do make both. Her both. That's annoying. You can't do both. Yeah. You don't have enough content to do both. You know. But there's also things like you should have chose one for that. Like, I'm down for Young Avengers, but if you're gonna make her a mutant, like n- now they just have to retcon that and change the fact that they said anything. Yeah, no. Because now it's just gonna be too complicated. Yeah. Unless all of season two 
takes place before that end credit scene where she goes to meet Hawkeye. Or Hawkeye tells her, hold on a sec, um, we'll think about it. And then she goes back to Jersey City before she departs, and then the whole thing happens. But then that's like, just make it after. I know. I know. Like with Loki, at the end of season two of Loki, they have that, you know, what is it, six months later or whatever, or sometime later. Yeah. And then it cuts to after Ant-Man 3. Yeah, it was said, it's just said later. Like, just do that, you know? Yeah, because you could do at the end of Kamala, uh, yeah, Kamala Khan, at the end of Ms. Marvel season two, um, she she's like, I need to do this Young Avengers thing. I mentioned it before, but I really got to do it. And then she looks at Kate Bishop's file, and then it's like, and then we go watch that. You know? No, no, I know. It just so it's we'll see. because they set it up so directly at the end of Ms. Marvel to do the Marvels, where you know they cut the end credit scene is the the, the quantum ball. No, no, I know. And you're like, oh, okay. But like that's the thing. Like again, like I like the three of them together. I like the fights, the, the big Marvel third act fight scene. I get it, you know. But again, I feel Kamala. I didn't like that the villain basically just killed herself. Yeah. Oh, it's like you guys barely won yeah. the fight. First of all, like, <laughs> which I like that though. Won that. And no, no, I'm fine with that. But like, and then the villain's what, gonna, gonna, like, you know, do what she was told not to do. Why? I know. Like, yeah, I understand the villain technically won, but at the same time, it's like you could have stayed and become became a better villain. Instead, you chose to die and then lose anyway. I get it. It makes no sense. Like I said, like the the pitfalls of the movie are like the small little things that could have made this movie way better. Mm-hmm. You know, like why make it so short? Marvel kills off their villains so quickly. I know. Like why you killing off all these villains when they could come back? The comic books don't kill them off that hard. No. You know, make them threats. Like Ronan gets Ronan gets eviscerated in Guardians. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Bye, I guess. Like, you didn't have to go that hard. <laughs> yeah, like, we literally see Darben, like, turn into ash. Yeah. It's like, can, couldn't they have gotten knocked out and then sent to Saber Prison and then broke out later or something? Yeah. No, no. Like, but, nah. but that's the Marvel problem. Who's the leader of the Kree now? We don't know. Yeah. Someone else, probably. You know, it, it, it's it's the Marvel problem that we're running into, is that they, they're just doing the same stuff over and over again. You know, it's the big it's the, the big third act CGI thing. It's the death of a villain. It's the minimal pacing. It's the small character development that's supposed to pay off later there's on. Like, there's, there's, like, less than a handful of villains who are still alive. <clears throat> it's true. And it's because those villains that survived were villains that had, like, somewhat moral compass. Ghost, Vulture, uh, Taskmaster. Ghost, yeah. They had a a moral dilemma. I know. But all the other villains, like Obadiah, I mean, Justin Hammer's in jail, but Whiplash is the main villain of the two. You know, all these villains get, like, dusted or exploded or turned into a MODOK. And then it's like, okay, what are we doing now? I know, I know. Yeah. You brought back a yellow jacket and you turned him into a big head Modoc and you killed him in the same movie. No, no. It makes no sense. Like, imagine if Modoc didn't die and he got to be evil outside of the quantum verse, yeah. the quantum realm or whatever. No. That would have been cool. That would have been. You know, imagine if he is, like, in the final battle, he gets blown up and then he's like, fly- this, is a- this is too much for me. It flies away. And then it cuts to him starting AIM because he escaped. That would have been dope. 
That's what it should be, but they but, didn't. But, sh- but sure, whatever. He dies in Avenger. <laughs> Ooh. Fun. I know. I know. I really, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought a lot of it. And then we're kind of getting into the review and the final bits of it now. Like, I think the movie was really good. Personally, I liked it a lot. Uh, and it's not just because Hunter likes everything. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff in this, at least when you compare it to Captain Marvel, if, if that's what you want to brass tacks it to. You know, Courtney, if you want somebody who isn't me, Courtney did not like Captain Marvel, the first one, but she really liked this one. She thought this one was cool. She didn't see Ms. Marvel either. She only watched the recap that um, Marvel put out for uh-huh. the Legends show they do. Yeah. So she watched WandaVision, but when it came out, so she barely remembered who that character was either. So she just kind of – oh, and she didn't watch Secret Invasion. Which you don't have to. But, but she was able to fully – yeah, she was able to fully understand everything. That's fair. With only watching a five-minute recap on who Kamala is and remembering that she didn't like Captain Marvel the first one. So she liked this one a lot. She thought it was good. It sucks that it's considered a box office bomb, but I feel like it's not because the movie is bad. It's because of the underperformance of Marvel over the last year and a half. And that's true. Like, so when they say box office bomb, yeah. it's because you can say Guardians. Guardians did good. I'm like, Guardians is the third movie in a beloved trilogy from a controversial director who's back in the limelight again. Yeah. Controversial. I don't think he is, but controversial in the way of he was canceled for a bit. That's what I mean. Well. So like. Guardians was an exception, but look at Ant Man. Ant Man was cheap. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. And it's not. And when they and when they mean box office bomb, they don't mean it in the sense of like the movie being bad. They're talking yeah, it's about still made one hundred eighty eight million dollars. That's that's <laughs> dick. <laughs> no, but that I mean, I'd, I'd like to make one hundred eighty eight million dollars. I mean, we're people though. I mean, come on, it's it's a lot, but their budget was almost double that. Right, and that's what they mean. They're not talking about like. Oh, the movie's bad. They're talking about how many people want to see the movie, you know. And, and so, something I was watching this morning, or this afternoon, was talking about, um, like the, the 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 is Disney dying, quote unquote, um, because a lot of their movies, even outside of Marvel, have been not. Oh yeah, great. we were talking about Wish either just before this, yeah, or maybe we, we talked about Wish, yeah, conversation during this podcast, yeah. But Wish is not doing great. It's not even doing great critically. People are like kids are saying like I didn't get it. This was weird. This is mid. Yeah. Like you know the reviews are giving it like it's got like under fifty percent. It's ve- it, it underperformed against um uh, the Hunger Games. Yeah. And that's crazy because it's Disney and this is a Hunger Games prequel. Yeah. And really, and yeah. this Disney movie should have destroyed the box office. Instead, they were just like. But also, they also explain like it's not just. I mean, we did just come out of a strike, it, two strikes, so it, no one was able to promote these properly either. Yeah, but still, it's it's Marvel. Come on, you know. I know. But like I the know, the know. thing with Disney with with Disney was that outside of like the cartoon stuff, the cartoon stuff tends to do well over time because it's more it, it's more when when parents are off to take their kids. You know, type of thing. Oh yeah, and then also if you if you throw Wish on Disney Plus, which I feel like they might throw it on by Christmas. Yeah. Um, if they throw Wish on Disney Plus, they'll get a lot of views. Yeah, and, and again, also watch that movie because you're home for the holidays if you do it in the next month or so. Yeah. Um, it's a kids movie. Kids, you can't take a kid to a theater. Like, come on, man. 
That's that's that was true. That's the whole thing when it comes to kids' cartoons or, or cartoon movies. Um, but when it comes to things like the Marvel stuff and <clears throat> the Marvel end of it, is that it normally it's an older audience that gets to see it and they can go on their own. It's just that it's just not hitting. You know, it, it's the mm-hmm. it's the I don't know what it is. Whether it's the fact that there have been so many duds before this that people are just like Ugh, another Marvel movie that's almost very formulaic and, and cookie cutter. I think people are saying, "Ugh, another Captain Marvel movie." <laughs> well, I mean, that's been the kind I of. Think that's what these people. Are I mean, but even with the other ones, none of them haven't stellars except for like really Shang Chi, Guardians Three, mm-hmm. and this one, uh, Guardians Three, and um. Oh my god, Shang Chi, Guardians Three, and I forgot the other one I was going to say. Um, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the, just movies, not TV shows. Um, because yeah. TV shows are kind of very different. Um, but that's the problem. Like, it, it's like no one wants to keep getting disappointed. Uh, is that part of the fandom's problem? Yes. I don't think everything should be perceived through the eyes of Endgame because it's stupid to believe that every movie is going to be Endgame again. Like, that's come on, mm-hmm. you know. But there is kind of a level of like tempered expectations that you should have going into it where it's like, hey, did you like Captain Marvel? Yes or no? Yes, then try this movie out, you know, but you're going to have to watch Ms. Marvel. You know, you're going to have to watch WandaVision. If you don't want to do that, you're not going to enjoy the movie because you'll be missing pieces of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Is there almost like kind of a stupid expectation to watch everything? Yeah, you shouldn't have to do that. That should be more of like you'll miss Easter eggs and not said things, you know, Instead of, like, I shouldn't have to understand a whole character's motive going into a movie if I did, uh, without watching this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that was my same problem with, with Multiverse of Madness. Like, I watched WandaVision, but my wife didn't. And she, like, why is Wanda a bad guy now? Well, this whole TV mm-hmm. show happened. Well, remember her fake kids? Yeah, like. <laughs> remember her fake kids <laughs> and her husband? That's where we're at. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> There needs to be like a level where you need to temper as fans. We have to temper our expectations for these movies, but also from these corporations. Instead of just shoving things down our throat and expect us like, oh, you're going to watch everything. No, because as you go wider with your content, you're... I mean, there. Uh, it's because there are a lot of people who do watch everything. Yeah, but they can't. Be... Besides comic fans or whatever, there are still a lot of people. You can't bank on it. You can't bank on it. At this point, we're 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 what. 11, no, not 11 years. What is it, 2008? What's it now? We're almost 20 years into the Marvel machine. You're telling me people aren't committed to this? Nah, they're, they're, they're watching it. Well, no, it's not even that. The problem is becoming, you're not putting out real great quality, so you're, you're and you're going too wide, so you're allowing people the option to choose. You know, She-Hulk wasn't great, mm-hmm. you know, but also, let's be fair, you gave everyone a wide berth to go watch stuff. Whether it's She-Hulk or Miss Marvel or WandaVision or, or Captain Winter Soldier or Secret Invasion or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. when you give them a wide berth to, and you give them so much more content that vary in, in, in its stylings, you know, if you're not a fan of, like, espionage, why are you going to watch Secret Invasion, you know, just because it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's a Marvel thing? No, and then you're not gonna like it anyway. Yeah, just because it's there. Yeah, like you're not gonna like it anyway, and then you'll be like, oh well, this sucks. Well, you don't like that style. Why are you watching it? It doesn't mean the content's bad. You don't like that content. What are you doing? You know, 
Yeah. You know, so if they if they slim down more and focus a little bit harder on what they want to produce that will lead lead the way to like bigger stories, fine. Like, but also you have to mm-hmm. do things like like time management. Like Miss Marvel came out. I really think I think Marvel should have came out like a year later, not two. I mean, that's for the production of a movie. I guess I that. Mean- process happens you know strikes but even that's not true though the movie was done because they literally the the ending scene in captain marvel in, in miss marvel is the opening scene in marvels that doesn't mean the movie's done it means they filmed it ahead i mean it's it's done enough where we you, knew george lucas film george lucas <laughs> filmed the ending of revenge of the sith while they were filming attack of the clones because they didn't want to come back to do the tatooine scenes so the reason why Obi-Wan Kenobi wears a hood in that scene when he gives Luke to um, Uncle Owen and Beru is because he has the mullet from Attack of the Clones. Well, I knew that. So they'd probably just film that scene early and then just re-put it in the movie. You know, do what you gotta do. Yeah, but I, I Marvel shoots things so far in advance. And I know what you're saying, but... You know what I mean? Like, they shoot some stuff so far in advance, it doesn't matter. Like, this was... this And this has been the Marvel problem I'm having, is that... I haven't really been liking their content, and nothing's paying off. You know, like I'm not waiting around two years for a payoff from a, a post scene from a TV show. That's stupid. You know, Dude, we waited so long for these payoffs back in the day. What are you didn't, talking about? We didn't, though, and that's the fallacy that everyone believes. That oh well, we waited. Dude, what are you? We, it took us like three or four years to get the Winter Soldier stuff properly fixed. No, it took no. It didn't when they take, called Bucky. When they called Bucky, it took like two years. No, it didn't, because like you did, we didn't know they were making a Winter Soldier movie. Bucky disappears. Bucky dies in the first Captain America movie. Oh uh, no, I'm, I'm not talking. I'm talking about when Falcon and um, oh my goodness, Falcon and Captain America catch Bucky at the end of the Winter Soldier movie in the end credit scene, and then it jumps to um. And then it's not until Civil War when it's relevant again. Oh, you talking about when they bring him to Wakanda? No, that's at the end of Black Panther. I'm talking about um, – oh, that's at the end of Civil War. At the end of one of these movies – oh, it's the end of – here, much like the second end credit scene in Thor The Dark World, we see a brief scene of Bucky the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Sandy, here we go. Um, end credit scene, Captain America – it's the one where him and Falcon have him in like that vice grip in the in like a random car park or something, and then they're like, "We found you, Buck," and then he just looks up and is like, "I'm angry." That's and that tease that tease up civil war. Does that? I don't remember that scene honestly. Yeah, and that that's that's two that's two years apart, man. Yeah, but that's movie to movie. Well, this is the end credit scenes for twenty four. Doesn't matter. It's movie it's to movie though, apart. and it's Civil War, where it's like it's just really Avengers two point five or uh, one point five, two point five. Yeah, but this is the set. Like Ms. Marvel ends, and then two years later, the Marvels comes out, which is a sequel to Captain Marvel. Yeah, which, is which a sequel, sequel to Captain Marvel. Um, which it's a sequel to Ms. Marvel too. When it comes to Kamala, mm-hmm. the only reason why Captain Marvel is so far is, is such a weird bit is because it came out right before Infinity War. But it was a prequel, essentially. Well, that's different. Like, I don't mind the prequel time. stuff. But that's a little different. That's a period piece. Yeah, period piece is fine. Like, that can pretty much come out whenever. But, like, again, we're at the... But, again, it's direct ending is from um, Captain Marvel. I think people are complaining. People aren't complaining about the time difference and what and how it, how long it takes certain things to... Oh, no. Out. That's just people my thing. People are more so complaining 
people are more so complaining that because there's so many projects and we keep getting so many end credit scenes, it doesn't make any sense on why these things aren't getting paid off earlier, for example. Like with Eternals. Eternals might be a little bit different because that underperformed heavily. But, you know, Eros hasn't appeared since 2021, technically. Yeah. And with, it was the end of 2021. And with, sure. and with it's the, now the end of 2023. We haven't seen Eros again. If Eros doesn't pop up until 2025, then sure. We can say that some of the end credit scenes don't pay off hard enough. Shang-Chi. If Eros popped up in this movie, for example, that would have been good. Shang-Chi came out in 2021. And the only reason why we're not getting anything followed up is because the schedule got delayed. We would have gotten Shang-Chi... Um, <coughs> Wreckage of Time sometime sooner, but we didn't. But you know, Wong still shows up. Wong is in the end credit scene, but sure, Shang Chi. Depending on when that movie comes out, that might be the longest gap as well, depending on any styles. Yeah, but those I, two movies, the twenty twenty one movies, but all the TV shows except for Moon Knight, because that's far separated, have paid off already. She Hulk was a payoff to something else because that was Hulk stuff, but the other stuff has already paid off. Well, Moon Knight has paid off yet. Secret Invasion hasn't paid off yet. Falcon Winter Soldier hasn't Secret paid Invasion off. Secret Invasion technically Secret Invasion also just came out. Well, I know, I know that. But when you say like they all paid off, the only one that's really paid off was WandaVision. Although WandaVision, Hawkeye... Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's sequel is Echo. Which comes out... Which this year. It hasn't right come out yet. the beginning of... Well, technically it'll be three years, not two, because they pushed it to January when they were supposed to come out at the end of this year. Yeah. So, Echo, two years. Also, um, <coughs> Hawkeye and Fisher shows up at the end of this. That's something. What's up? Sorry, you were saying? I was coughing. I said Kate Bishop Hawkeye shows up at the end. Yeah, but that's not a payoff. The payoff is, that's not the it's payoff. Technically a payoff. Well, they all set up. No, but the, you're mostly you're mostly complaining about the characters. No, I don't care about the characters. I'm talking about payoff. Like none of the TV shows besides WandaVision have had a payoff. And not Loki. Loki had a complete story. That's different. Loki had a complete story for season one I mean, and season Loki, two. Loki's a different ball. Yeah, Loki completed its story, you know. But Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't get paid off till Thunderbolts. I mean, technically Loki. Technically Loki's payoff was an Ant Man. No, because the payoff is actually in, in Loki season two. Well, that's because they take place right after each other. That's a hindsight kind of thing. You know, that's what I mean. Initially, the, the Loki continuation was, oh, there's Kang. Yeah, but I don't count that. I count it as, like, the story and the characters move on, and it's it's Loki season well, one yeah, and two. Well, yeah, again, that's just because that, yeah, it's because season two just came out. Yeah. But everything else hasn't. Falcon, the only ones from the first movie... The first phase. Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're getting two movies for that. Yeah, for sure. but it's it's when did Falcon and Winter Soldier come out, and then when is Captain America coming out? Falcon and Winter Soldier came out, um, was it twenty twenty one as well? But Captain America four was supposed to come out this year, but they had to mess they had to move stuff around. Yeah, but still, a lot of these movies were supposed to come out, but that movie's also coming out like next May. Yeah. So, you know, that's but that's the thing. thing. Like it's Thunderbolts comes out the end of next year. Yeah, you know that's it's lucky. It, it's yeah. well, that's the the actual like payoff for that. It WandaVision got paid off in Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki got paid off in season in season yeah, two. You know, Moon Knight has it. Yeah, she Hulk has it. Miss Marvel gets paid off in this. Not the X-Men, but yeah, everything else. Well, Miss Marvel, <laughs> yeah, not the X Men part, but the. Which, the only thing that was fucked up is the X-Men stuff. 
But then Beast, so sure, maybe. But like, we'll you don't count that because it's not really X Men. It's not an all. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, and it's, it's not you're... really a payoff. It's just mostly like a, we're doing this Deadpool movie series. Yeah. Be on the lookout. <laughs> you know, and that's what it is. Like that's the problem we're facing now with Marvel. It's just like, come on, just just stop paying us off. Like, like that Shang Chi postcard scene with the the oh well, it's coming from space. Think Bang Boom when? I mean, we're saying it's Think Bang Boom. It could even be Galactus. I mean, yeah, I know. We're saying Think Bang Boom. But. Yeah. But. That would be fucking awesome. But before we get super <laughs> ranty and rant forever, what you're giving out of five? Um, what did I do on Letterboxd? I think I gave it a three and a half out of five, but I want to double check just in case I gave it to you. I don't think I did. But I believe it was three and a half. But, you know, I liked the movie a lot. It was very, like, I feel like I defended it pretty well. Um, you shouldn't have to defend it. It's not Stone defending. Jackson over here, but, I mean, no, I'm not defending the movie, but I have to defend it from you because you're such a bitch. <laughs> well, I just, I just fucking don't just give you in. Call to, it as it is. I don't give into Marvel's fucking. Yeah, no, I, gave, I gave it a three and a half. I gave it a three and a half out of five. Seven, I'm not give. I just don't give into like Marvel's fucking. I don't give in to whatever they just force feed us and make, expect that everything has to be good with it because it's just Marvel's catering to me. I hate that shit. You know, it's it's you if you're a fan, you should be harder on the stuff that you love. You know, so you expect better. So you get better. Uh, I'm I'm not a I'm not a bitch. <laughs> you're the you're the literally the sheep. I, I don't have to be I'm just excited that it's coming out. You like everything that comes out until until you've watched it a couple times and it's down the line and you go back and you I like it's crazy that it's happening. As a comic book fan, I'm astounded. I'm blown I'm, away. Why? You've already... Because this is... Moon Knight? Get out of here. When I was a kid, I, my first Moon Knight interaction, besides like a random book here and there, was playing Ultimate Alliance on the PS3 when Moon Knight and Colossus were happening. Yeah, but he's just... And I was like, who's this character? Yeah, but he's just and Batman. Now the TV show. Crazy. That's not crazy. It's it's it. Crazy would be it's crazy to me. Crazy would be something like like when Guardians was announced. That was Isn't crazy. The getting a movie? We're getting the like Guardians, Guardians was crazy. Was definitely more out of pocket than Moon Knight. That's because Moon Knight had a resurgence in the comic books. The Guardians have always been like this is weird. Yeah. The reason why the Guardians comic books had a resurgence was because the movie blew up. Yes. The Guardians I'm doing wrong. The Dan Abnett run was stellar. Yes. And that's kind of like, you know, but the Guardians were like, besides that run, the Guardians are obscure. Oh, absolutely before that. And even that run, even that run didn't do too much. I love that run. It's just the most well-known in comparison. But then after the movie, the Bendis run and into what we have now is like super duper popular. The Guardians always sell. Yeah. It's gone down a lot. The Kelly and oh. the landing call. Uh, Kelly. Well, it's gone down a lot because it's gotten, after Johnny Cage, it's gotten overly complicated. Mm, no, it's not good. Um, like right before Infinity Countdown, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been good. Um, yeah, no, the Al Ewing run was a little hard to get into because it was very like Al Ewing. So well, I like Al Ewing. You either like Al Ewing or you don't like Al Ewing. <clears throat> well, that's what it is. Like I said, it's just like I'll give it a three out of five. By the way, um, you know, I just don't believe like it, it's okay. It's not as bad as like I don't hate it. I don't hate, it's not like, to me, it's not like Dark World, it's not like Dark World or Ragnarok or, or Love and Thunder or all the other movies I've said were bad. You just um, three Thor movies? I, I know I did. Um, you just like, you just fucking hate Thor. You know, 
but like really to me it's like all right it's not bad because i like the i like more than i dislike the problem is the stuff i dislike is stuff that could have been avoided you know it's not like you know what it is if it was bad acting or like bad cgi or like the flash movie where it's just bad acting or bad cgi and a stupid plot that doesn't make any sense yeah sure i'd be pissed Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I think the plot for this worked. I think the acting for this, despite what people say about Brie, I think the acting. Yeah, but again, you're defending her. You don't have to defend her. Just say like, "Oh, her acting's fine." You don't have to, despite what people say. Well, no, who cares? I'm only defending it like this because we're on a podcast. If I was talking to the boys, I wouldn't have to say. Yeah, like like, it doesn't matter. Because I'm on a podcast, I want to make myself clear. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Like for me, like like again, I agree with you. I like the plot of the movie. I just think the villain's very basic. You know, I just feel like if... if villain, the villain is the worst part of the movie. You know, it's the... And it's not because Zawe does bad. It's because the motivation is, I want to save my planet. Awesome. But how do you do it? By destroying everything else in yourself? Ugh. Yeah, like it doesn't make... Do better, villains. Come on. Yeah, it, be more compelling. Do better. It's a very basic... <laughs> it's a very basic superhero plot. It's, gen- it's generic revenge. Yeah. But that's because I feel like the movie wanted to focus more on... The character dynamics of the main characters to help that drive through. So the villain was essentially half baked because they're like nobody cares about the villain. They're here for the three months. Yeah, but that's the problem. Is like you didn't give us enough time to. Keep... When you have a weak villain, like dude, I barely remember that their character's name was Darden. The only reason why I knew it was because you pronounced it wrong, and I went, "Oh no, it's this." Yeah, like and that's. <laughs> I totally forgot what their name was. You know the whole. That's the whole thing. Like I don't. Like, you need to sell me on – a good villain makes a good movie, you know? That's what makes yeah. a movie – like, that's what makes a good, like, superhero movie. I mean, Marvel has a villain problem in general, not even – No, no, of course. Like, Ronan, I don't think he was – I don't think Ronan was a strong – He wasn't. He wasn't. But... I think he was – I think he was fine, but that movie was mostly about the Guardians coming together and doing all that stuff to save the world. Ronan was the second fiddle. Like, Malekith – would have been awesome, but got shafted for some reason. <laughs> like that movie d- cares more about Thor and Jane Foster than it does Malekith. Yeah. Like th- they don't care about the villains enough in certain films. In some films, you know, the the villains are the main characters, but in others, it's like, who's who's this guy? Oh yeah, it's like I feel like Mysterio was awesome. Yeah. Vulture was awesome. You know, but then Spider Man No Way Home had too many villains, and none of them were that awesome. Like sure. Having Norman, uh, having William, Willem Dafoe come back is cool, but Norman is just a continuation of what we got. Plus, you know, oh maybe he's lying. He's got this, uh, the, sure. But then yeah. like Doc Ock, we we all love Doc Ock from the original Spider-Man movie. So they just made him again evil for twenty minutes and good for the other twenty. Like okay. Yeah, but same, but then Sandman doesn't make sense when he goes. I want to go home, and it's like, well, just stay here. If you join me, you can stay here and rule. He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, that makes no sense. Yeah, it's like, bro, you want to go home and see your daughter and not be sand. You know, but you know, that's, don't be sand. No, it's 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 just the Marvel problem with 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 villains. You know, but, Marvel does have a villain problem, and that's common. Everybody knows it. But you know, there are standouts. I'm not saying some villains. No, of course. Are great, but there's a lot of them that are just like, why are they here? Oh, they're dead. Okay. You know, it's like that. It, it, who who is the real villain in in Ant Man and the Wasp two? The real villain was Walton Goggins. Yeah. Sunny. Sunny something. Like, he's the real villain of that movie. Because Ghost wasn't really a villain. No. Ghost was a problem, not a villain. Exactly. You know, so that's the whole thing. It, it's... The villain was Sunny trying to fuck everything up. Like, it's, 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 what is this? <laughs> I know. It's just, it's, 
It is what it is, and that's uh, again the problems with this movie are like the small stuff that's annoying. Like it's like you could do better, like a better villain. How you don't have to shorten, you don't have to shorten the time frame in order to tell a faster story because you feel like the general audience doesn't want to do long movies anymore. They'll stick around for long movies if they're good, you know. If you, you know, making, talking about Kamala's mutant thing is the one thing you had to do and you don't do it, you know. And the one major thing that you do do is have the three of them together, but you don't have them there long enough together as a team, you know, working together. Well, it's because at the beginning of the the movie when they're trying to get them all together, they all keep switching places. Well, yeah, I I mean, that's the... We're still, while we, the audience, are getting all of them. We're not getting all of them together. together. Yeah, and I don't get that's part of the plot of the movie. What I'm saying is, after that, yeah, there should sure. have been more. I know what you mean. The, the chemistry, the dynamic was great. It was great. Show that off. And they montage too quickly. Yeah. They should have. Instead of doing the montage, they could have just had 10 extra minutes in there. Yeah. Right. The movie's called The Marvels. Give me more of The Marvels. Mm-hmm. You know. But I like, like I said, I like the movie, but it's just very made. I feel like a lot of, but it also, is, it's just this recent phase of Marvel has just been very okay. You know, it, it's nothing, nothing so stellar where I'm like jumping up and down like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this again. You know, a lot of them like, all right, cool, I watched it once. Cool. Awesome. You know, I don't, I have zero desire to go back and watch it again. You know. Yeah, for me, like. If you're talking about recent stuff, highlights for me are Guardians um, and She-Hulk. I liked it because I like comedy, so I got it. Um, and again, Guardians, I guess comedy. By well, no. I like, well, Guardians is... I liked a few of the last few projects. Like Ant-Man, I talked... I think I gave Ant-Man a 7 as well. It's fine, <laughs> but it's hard to rewatch, honestly. I think, I think that's going to be dropped down to a 6. I'm not going to. You know, and that's the thing, like... But, I, I don't count Guardians because Guardians is the end of a trilogy. You know? So it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's also very self-contained. Yeah, it's, it's also very different. You know, that'd be like if they put in the middle of this, like, you know, a Captain America 4 was in the middle of this. It's a very different feeling. You know? Like, again, like, my only major standout really is Shang-Chi. I like Multiverse of Madness, but there's definitely issues with Multiverse of Madness. Um... Oh yeah, the issues are like a very rushed one. Yeah. But like I feel like Doctor Strange himself is like on point in that film. You know, but also realized version. Like No Way Homo wasn't crazy about either. I'm like, you realize Well No Way Homo was a stalled to fill like fucking crush fest. Yeah. If that movie was just about Tom Holland and the villains and not the other two Spider Men, like and let's say the villains maybe you can make them like good interpretation or whatever. Like the reason why that movie is so cool and so awesome. I mean, it's definitely better quality than some of the other ones, but it's because you have all the Spider-Man nonsense in the last 20 years that we love. Oh, absolutely. Nostalgia glasses are hard to take off for that film. Yeah, it, it weaponized nostalgia is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know. But... While Spider-Man is a good example of it, though, because I think it handles it well enough. Wait, which one? There is, it's still like, why Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Like, it's not, it's not too overbearing. Like, 
sure it's tongue in cheek, but Tom Holland still has the most screen time. That well, the problem I have with Spider Man No Way Home, and I said it in the Spider Man No Way Home episode we did, was the problem with weaponized nostalgia is that the plot's so thin in, in, in No Way Home that it makes almost no sense that it even happens. You know, whether that's because of the reshuffle from the shuffling around from COVID and how the order was supposed to be, or Sony, Sony was yelling at Marvel for it, and yeah, that too. Um, it was very much like it's a very thin plot, and the plot makes zero sense. And then when you could have done stuff, your villains got all messed up, and then and because you have so many villains that almost act completely nothing like they they should be acting, besides Osborne and Octavius. It makes no sense. Like, your weaponized nostalgia goes away because Jamie Foxx isn't the same character. He's this thugged out, fucking uber, like... I mean, I feel like Lizard, I feel like Lizard is pretty similar, but Lizard doesn't get enough screen time. Because he wasn't even on set. Because they couldn't get him. Yeah. Same thing with... Sandman didn't need any screen time. Sandman was just... Sandman doesn't make sense because he completely flips on what he wants to do. I want to go home with my daughter and... Oh, yeah. Stay here and help us rule the world. Sure. Exactly. You know, it, it's 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 whatever. You know, but again, that's been a Marvel problem. Again, like this movie's like Marvels is a three. You know, is it if it it would be better if they just did the small stuff, the small fixes. Talk a little bit more about Kamala's mutant thing. You know, you don't need a whole series about that. It doesn't make sense, and you're if you're clearly just going to bypass it and make Young Avengers. So why even do it in the first place then? You know. Monica's story is good in this a lot, you know. Um, Carol's story. I just wish that I they just never landed on her name. Like they said Spectrum, and then they were like Nah, and I was like, Okay, sure, give me Photon, and they never say Photon. I'm like, Are you fucking serious? I know. And like we get through this whole movie, and they didn't give her a nickname. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's just I guess it's supposed to be like the tongue in cheek joke about it, but whatever. You know. Yeah, but like. When she sacrificed herself, they could have had, like, photons. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She could have chosen her own name. As she's closing the rift to ease Kamala and Carol, she could have been like, Kamala, I figured out a name for myself. It's Photon. And she, like, cause she, it shows she's listening. It shows she's fun again. It shows she's... Well, know, it's fun again. It's just like she's about to die. It's the... It's the... Well, no, she's accepting the superhero role. She doesn't, she doesn't know she's going to die. She doesn't think she's going to die. She just knows she's about to come back. No, no. But they've done that before in other movies, and it's a trope where it's like the like, oh, sure. you know, like oh hey, I'm going to do this now. When I like oh, you know, after I get out of this, I'm going to go home and do this. Like all right, yeah, you're clearly not going to survive this, you know. But um, yeah. So that's our review on Captain Marvel. Um, uh, sorry, on Marvels. Um, yeah. So let's turn into our book of the week, pitch of the week. We have Batman eighty nine Echoes from DC Comics, written by. Sam Ham, Sam Ham, and Joe Kionis, uh, same team that did the Batman '89 book. It's a direct sequel to the Batman '89 uh, book, which is, is a sequel to the Batman '89 movie. Um, this will introduce the world to the Batman '89 version of Harley Quinn and the Batman '89 version of Batgirl slash Batwoman. I think they're calling her in the in the book. Um, it's really cool. Um, you can see who they're kind of basing some of the act the. the Babs and Holly Quinn off of Holly Quinn looks like Lady Gaga in this, which is really cool and funny. That's so funny. Uh, but it is a direct sequel. 
Um, so it's more hyper violent because it's based on the 89 movie. Um, so yeah, if you like the first one, definitely pick this one up. If you didn't, if you, if you didn't read the first one, you don't need to, it feels like a, you can read this as a standalone, um, because it goes, oh, well, Batman went missing. It's fine because Batman's like, oh, it's because it's after Batman 89, the movie, you can place it however you want in your brain. It actually kind of works that way. We have Titans Beast World, written by Tom Taylor and off by Ivan Rias. Titans Beast World is the next event for DC following Night Terrors. Um, but also we have the arrival of the Necrospore. Um, that is the, the villain that's been building up in the background of Titans since the start of Tom Taylor's book. And now that's come to, to full swing where uh, Titans Beast World will be a crossover between uh, Action Comics 1060 uh, Nightwing 61 and 62 and uh, Titans so and the main Beast mm-hmm. World book uh, there will be a series of one shots that will spin out showing kind of like what other heroes are doing called uh, Beast World Metropolis Star City, Central City and, and Amnesty Bay um, to see what other heroes are, oh Gotham to see uh, what other heroes are doing during the event um, without spoiling it there is a big thing that you'll see probably online with Beast Boy becoming uh, a giant star row, and I will leave it at that. Um, it's really cool. The book does, takes a big turn at the end of what the real story is going to be about. Uh, I didn't see it coming at all when I first read this. I was, I was actually honestly surprised because the way they were building it up, it's not the way I thought this was going to be. It's actually really cool. Hold on. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm pulling up the, uh, the, the books. We have the new How the Duck one-shot, uh, written by various artists and writers, celebrating 50 years of How the Duck. It's a cool one-shot that showcases Howard and Falk in the near future, uh, working with his half-scroll uh, friend, <coughs> talking to the Peeper, um, trying to figure out kind of what his life could have been like if things went a little bit different. It's a uh, This anthology has three stories. One uh, is from the Chip Zdarsky run of the book, in which his presidential want race won, campaign won. Uh, the other one is, what if he became an X-Man? And the, the final story is, what if he was Star-Lord? So it's a cool, fun comedy book to see the different twists and turns in the life of Howard the Duck. Um, next up, we have Assassin's Creed Visionaries uh, from Titan Comics. This follows the game of course, of Assassin's Creed. So if you've been wondering or wanting to play that, you should. Um, this is it's a, a celebration of over 15 years of the actual uh, franchise. This is the first time um, they've been able to do a solo story that's not directly tied into one of the current games. Normally, so every game is like a tie into every book has been a tie directly to whatever the current game is. This is the first one that's just a complete full story. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, full story. Um, this is actually set in post-World War II as they hunt down Nazis in Argentina. Ooh, we love to see it. Uh, which is really cool to see. Um, but what's really cool about this is that if you... That's why they call it Visionaries, just like Star Wars Visions or What If. Um, it's an in... But these are in canon. Um... 
it's cool to see that they're mm-hmm. like, all right, we're clearly not going to make a game with this, and we can just do this here and make it a little bit different. Um, I like it when they do that with some of the supplemental material. Yeah. So I like it. Like with the movie where they covered the Spanish Inquisition. They're like, we can't do it in a game, but we'll do it in a weird movie. Exactly. Which that movie wasn't that bad. I like it. I like the movie too. You know, but this is where it's one of those, like, you could do really cool stuff with this. Like, I like the idea that they're, they're really playing around with this. Um, just because it, it, it's something different. Mm-hmm. You, you can go, oh, hey, we're doing this whole... <coughs> story piece um here and it works it works very well mm-hmm. and finally we have eden frost from mad cave comics um eden frost is set during the russian civil war in which a pair of siblings have gotten mythical powers from a golem um so the golem of Prague is a jewish myth story in which um a rabbi builds a uh uh, uh, like a statue out of clay he's able to insert commands into the mouth of the golem uh by writing off papyrus and writing the name of the the true name of god into his forehead and then they would do whatever the rabbi said um wherever this says on the paper to do the there are two mythical siblings alex and yuli who use the power of a golem to survive the Russian Civil War, pretty much. Um, taking place in Ukraine, which is f-ing crazy that this is a thing. Um, they are, the two of them are fighting against Nazis using the power of a golem uh, in this backdrop. That's it's a historical, historic, fictional historical uh, story with real world implications, um, going back to the original uh, Russian Civil War. To the Russian Civil War um, it's just kind of crazy to see how we've kind of already done this before uh which is really weird when reading it uh but i also like the golem story um uh, and it, this is done in a modern way where it doesn't feel dated where it doesn't feel like it's weird where it's like oh okay this old jewish guy is gonna build a golem and go fight a bunch of people um it actually works very well because you're seeing it through the eyes of younger characters so yeah that's it Rock and roll, man. There's a, even though it's like kind of fit tweak, they got a good, they got a pretty good. There's so many books out. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't talk about. Sometimes, sometimes fit week is like annuals and one DC book that they don't try. I know this week it's. <laughs> but this is, this is a good fit week. I need to talk about all the Jaguar ties this week. Luke Cage started. <sighs> Spider Woman started. Jaguar. I know. Luke Cage started. Spider Woman started. And well, at least the Spider Woman book isn't gang war exclusive. The Spider Woman book is supposed to have the opening be gang yes. war and then become an Yeah, it, it, it's. So at least that's kind of yeah. cool. The Luke Cage one is just an in. Yeah. So that all started also, if you want to check those out. So. And um, Gang War First Strike came out. And Berserker Fallen Empire came out. You know. So there's a bunch of cool books that are out this week um, that I just can't get to talk, to talk about. So guys, thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, androscomics.com, check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at Android underscore comics, the podcast Instagram, Android Amazing Podcast, and on X at Android Amazing for up-to-date news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and always support your local comic shop. And guys, have a good one. We'll see you next week with, I think, Godzilla stuff? Maybe? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. All right, peace. peace.